We're here on the Bladeology podcast with Jeremiah, Nick, and Elijah, and Mattia and Mark from Beg Knives. Tune on in to hear some interesting stuff about Beg Knives and life stories. Uh, welcome to another episode of Bladeology. We're excited to have um, our second uh, guests on, which is the Beg Knives crew. We've got uh, Mattia Baroni and we've got uh, Mark Beg. Baroni. 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 After all these years. After all these years, dude. I know that. Come on, Jim. The, the name thing. That, okay, we're on point Mat- now. Mattia's been the guy in the background all the time. I've been, I've been used to I've been used to it though my name my name has never been said right the first time well, see, that's, second time this is a gr- great, I, I don't hold, to clarify that yeah <laughs> I don't I don't hold anything against anybody because I know it's not you, the you want to break on. I feel your pain you want to break yeah. out hyphens yeah like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. no Elijah. one gets my name right no but yeah. it took me ten times to get his name right yeah I as well <laughs> I can say it now with fluidness Elijah Aisha There's no more Isham yeah. Isham is is no longer. I still say, I say every day. I still say Isham. He gets mad. Yeah. <laughs> Nick does. Yeah. I say Isham, and he texts me back, iPhone. I'm like, what? What do you mean, iPhone? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good reference. Okay, I like that. Um. So yeah. So this is this is cool. We're we're excited to to have you guys on. Um. Some serious yeah, serious players us. in the game. Yeah, thanks for having uh, us. Thanks for having. Why us. don't uh Why don't we start off? So how how did you guys how did you guys get into this? How did you get how did you get here? Uh. Give us give us your background for those those of us who don't know. Um, well, tell us tell I, us about the brand. Tell us about your history. I'm, well, I met Mattia first when I first moved to the Bay in '97, and I became friends with his mom, who's an artist. And she I, she had rented a space to a buddy of mine, and I was like, oh, I kept asking, like, wow, that lady's really interesting. Like, you know, what's her story? I go, oh, let's go say hi to her. I went over and I met her, just started rapping with her, and then we became really good friends. And then I didn't really know anybody in the neighborhood. I was pretty new there. And uh, she said, oh, I have a son that lives in the neighborhood. You should meet my son. And that's how we became friends. Hmm. It was just kind of, you know, through his mom. And, you know, all these years we've been buddies. And so it's moving forward, you know, fast forward 10 years from there was, you know, doing this business with my brother. My brother and I had decided to, you know, you know we, we, would, we were looking into doing this with my brother. And so we... You know, we went to a couple blade shows. I think we did we go to one or two, but yeah, I forget. We went to one. It was the first we one before one. we actually started yeah. the, the company. Yeah. It was... And what year was what year was this? That was eleven. Yeah, like right. two thousand eleven. Yeah, it was, was like, a, yeah, it, about a year before we started here, which is two thousand twelve. Yeah. So it's yeah. Bad. yeah, we were still trying to feel it out, see if you know, something we wanted to embark in to check out the industry. And um so Blade Show was a perfect opportunity, you know, obviously the biggest next show around. And um, so, yeah, we, we went there, checked it out and uh, decided. That's when we thought it. we would make a lot of money off of making knives. Yeah, we're like, we're going to be rich. Look at all these people that want knives. Look at all these multi-thousand dollar knives. Yeah. Multi. That's right. Pl- yeah, uh, plenty of money to go around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny. That was actually our, I think the first Blade Show we went to, we had a table. 
and it was my brother's table. It wasn't we weren't a company yet, you know. And right behind him was uh, Greg from uh, Medford. From Medford. Oh, Greg Medford. Oh, and Greg wasn't even really like a company yet, you know. It was kind of funny. So I remember meeting Greg right in the early stages of his company. That was that was kind of funny. You know? Huh. So he must have started around the same time as you guys. He did actually, yeah. Because oh, that's he, cool. Right. I don't think he was officially like a company yet. I think he was just. Well, he had a table, right? He had a, he had a table. Yeah, he didn't have a booth yet. We had we we had tables. I think we were kind of over by Brian Ty at the time, is what I remember, and mm. we were over the table section. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, I remember that pretty well, just because I remember being right behind him and and rapping with him a little bit. And so, so we, I've been up with everyone. What's that? You're rapping over with everyone? That's, is that how you introduce yourself? You start rapping with them? Yeah, I just started rapping with them. We were talking, and then, uh, you know, he was showing his fighting <laughs> style for his knives, which was kind of funny. Um, Greg's a character. Yeah, Greg's a character. Yeah. I like Greg. I, you know, everybody takes all this stuff way too seriously in the knife world, and, you know, I don't. We're not. We don't, we're not making the cure for cancer, so I don't get too much into the, all the stuff of talking about everybody because it really doesn't matter, you know. But, um, yeah, that was our first Blade show. And, you know, going from there, we uh, – I don't know. What, what was the next step from there? I guess we decided we were going to do this thing. Yeah. Going to a full bore. Yeah, we've got, we got the, um, the space here in Petaluma, 3,000-square-foot warehouse kind of – structure and uh started moving all the gear in now is that the place you guys are always were in like for example back when the tv show happened was that the same is that the same shop yep yeah we've always been at the same shop yeah from the very beginning that's the only time i've actually seen the shop in depth was during those the the show that's oh yeah that's yeah that's true you have to come out and visit us to see it in person at some point it's pretty crazy being in the shop that's been on tv (laughs) yeah you got starstruck elijah you get yeah. starstruck meeting them. You got starstruck meeting the walls in the background. You're like, I know that yeah. corner. Yeah. It is a little funny for us sometimes when people are like, so like, wow, the TV show and all that. Because for us, it seems a little silly sometimes when we think about the show and how like fake it was, you know, and you just kind of laugh. Like, I mean, it's, it was just kind of like a, it was a blip on the normal Discovery Channel trial or, or yeah. History yeah. Channel show. Like yeah. when I saw a show and they made that claw, it's like, oh, we need this in 14 days. Like I was a maker at that time. I'm like, yeah, maybe 14 days per claw. Like, yeah, yeah. the mechanism. Months to make. Months to so make. how did you, I mean, that's that's jumping ahead a little bit, but how did you get into that? So I mean, like we're, we're talking about a TV show that you guys had a bit well, ago. Seth, so what year was the of, TV show? Yeah, it's actually not jumping ahead too far because we, me and Mark had filmed the whole move of Todd down okay. from, from Seattle, you know? So, and we had always thought about doing some kind of show, something knife based, something for, you know, we weren't necessarily thinking, you know, uh, full on network, but you know, we were, we had, well, we kind of were, cause yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I we, we filmed it right from the beginning. I told Matia, I said, you know, I said, I think this has all the workings of a good TV show and we oh, wow, okay. put together uh, a teaser. No, did you do something with stuff? Did you do something with TV before this that makes you think with that mindset? Well, no, I've had a background in filming for years. So I worked as a videographer and I've worked as a photographer since I was in my early 20s, like 22. So like and then I got into video in the 90s here, like around 98, 99. And I was 
producing video here and shooting and back and in I, the 720 by 480 days. I personally mm-hmm. also had just finished shooting two movies, two full full length, um, full production movies that I produced. Mm-hmm. So I had that in my mind too. When because I, I was literally like that same year I hooked up with Mark and, and did the company, you know, the Big Knives, wow. which was was the same year I finished that movie. So yeah, we both have you know. Yeah, so, so our media backgrounds. Yeah, in our in our. So minds you, you were on you it. You were filming. You look at Matthew's movie. <laughs> the Dead and the Dam, dude. The first zombie, the first zombie western movie ever made. The Dead I and the Dam. That's western. I say it. The first zombie western mm-hmm. ever made. And who's who who's the follow after that? Oh, let's see. Wesley Snipes did a zombie western right after that. Oh wow. <laughs> Keep looking. Clearly got his inspiration from you. Yeah, clearly, that. dude. Clearly. And there were some okay. others too. So. Well, what was funny was. We went on to it was in Redbox, and so we were on the Redbox reading the reviews, and we were laughing so hard one day because oh, we the, per, crying, the the dude. distribution we company crying. that got a hold of the movie, which kind of sucks, is Matia didn't really know much about distribution then, but now we know under we understand a lot more, and we have good contacts to do it if we were if he were to do it or we were to do something like that again. But the thing was <laughs> that Matia they did this. It was right before Cowboys and Aliens came out. So they kind of created this whole kind of look. It looked like a blockbuster. And so people rented it because Cowboys and Aliens <laughs> wasn't out yet. And, and we were reading the reviews. Dude. It was, Matia, what were some of the ones? I always get it wrong, but. Yeah, there were some funny ones, man. I mean, just, you know, because it was a, you know, a BD movie. You know, it was like, you know, low budget. We banned the movie for like 30 grand. Um, but oh, it got wow. distributed everywhere. And we got distributed Redbox, you know, Walmart, Amazon, you know, um, you know, it's everywhere. So it made money. But of course, I didn't make any of the money. But what one of the uh, one of the reviews was: if you have uh, see if you have the choice for watching this movie or shooting yourself in the face by a gun, <laughs> by 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 a gun. I was that was the review. One of the we were just cracking up one night on. Mm. Oh, we just read reviews for like an hour and a half, and we were howling, man. We just couldn't believe some of the reviews. People were pissed. Um, you paid money to read that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody awesome. made money. Wow. Somebody made money. The whole, the whole D, the D and B rated movies, you know, they, that's like a multi-billion dollar industry. So I was yeah, blown away like how many well. people... Yeah, they did well. Mm-hmm. A multi-billion dollar. All those super, Especially the like, horror circuit is yeah. like crazy. Well, yeah, time. that's what I did. Yeah. I did two, yeah. two horror movies back-to-back. And, you know, they made money. They just, you know, uh, Hollywood, they screw you any possible way they can. So. I don't want to watch this movie now. Yeah, yeah The Damned. The Damned. Check on the it list. out. The, the Damned. Well, yeah, that one note. of the things we learned from our buddy is that, you know, you, there's companies that, that protect you in your distribution. But at that time, he didn't, Matita didn't know that. So they, they hold it on all the legal aspects of it and they get a little percentage that it keeps you from, from them. You know, somebody made a bunch of money off that movie because it was everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't Mattia, but yeah. which sucks. I could be a big Hollywood producer right now in, in you know, my mansion on the, on the Hills, but so you <laughs> guys were, you, you, make nine you were in that mindset. Yeah. You, so when, we were in that mindset. We, me and Mark worked on uh, a little edit for, um, I don't know if it was actually specifically. Did we do that, Mark? After we um, found out that they were looking for a show, or did we had already had that made and then and it just happened? How did that work? Yeah, I, don't I kind of forget. We had, we were, we were already we filmed the whole piece that was like it's still on our YouTube. It's just pretty ridiculous. But the thing is, if you look at it, what it is, it's just like the move and coming to California and 
and like the time lapse of the shop, like unloading all the trucks and kind of, it was just a teaser, you know, at the beginning. But I mean, honestly, kind of what got us the show, I mean, that got them over here. Mm. But I think once they found out the dynamic of all of us, they were really intrigued. They were sold like this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a kind of sitcom, like all these different, you know, characters that kind of don't oh. really wouldn't normally be together, maybe. Or, you know, especially, you know, with between Mark and his brother and just how different they were and they Well, uh, they asked me, they're like, uh they said, Wait, Todd goes, Yeah, Mark used to be a model. They're like, What? They're like, literally, <laughs> pause. He's like, repeat that again. He goes, Yeah, Mark used to be a model. He's like get out of here. And he's like, so Todd brings a picture over there. And they're like, Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this wait. is not the same guy. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, so then they went in this whole thing about like, you know, they wanted to really kind of bounce off the whole thing. Like I was the shop idiot. And cause I had drawn a picture of a design that was just kind of like, like a little two year old had drawn. And they're like, yeah, this one of Mark's designs. <laughs> they showed it to him. They started laughing. And that kind of got the dialogue going about all that, about the dynamic, you know, of right. Atia, me, Todd, my brother John, which is the total hard ass oil guy, you know. That's what got us the show. I mean, they, they can really care less about the knives. It was just the people dynamic, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it was like, well, it's like the entertainment, the knife was kind of there. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I mean so yeah. is it. Like reality TV kind of esque. We all assume that it's, you know, it's not really real. Obviously, it's not yeah, real. But yeah. they they yeah. situationally place characters uh, where they know that something interesting is going to happen. So I would imagine, like you're saying with the diagram, a lot of that is is what people might have uh, gotten from the show. But a lot of it obviously is not it's not true. We know. Oh, it's, yeah, of you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into the show, but who pitched the idea of the claw? Like was it Ellen the producer was so, like the they network. should make a claw. That was oh, that was network. the network. That yeah, was, was the network. That was not us. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Was oh, like oh, they make knives, but now they got to make this now automated claw. Claw. Yeah. Yeah. That's that They wanted to do exploding shit. They were at first they were like, what? oh, you got to make exploding blades that fire. Like we're not doing that. They wanted to Hollywoodize it. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to like okay. Crazy. That was the whole thing about bought that right. No, mm. he didn't well, he didn't really buy it, but well, yeah, you know, somebody did story. buy it, but it didn't go to Paul Farina. Yeah, it was um, one know, person whole, bought everything. A lot of people don't know this, but the whole roof of that car was fake, so like it didn't really punch through the roof of that car, it was plastic. Huh. And they put uh, a whole new roof on that thing, and then you know, you punch it through, and they had the dummy. Yeah, because yeah, I was trying to like, the, the mechanism has to be pretty proper if they're actually punching through with that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know way they got that going in, in the amount of yeah. time they had and the knowledge. No, it was. Yes, that's all Hollywood smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. It was kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're you know we're glad that's over. I mean, one of the things that you know you realize when you do something like that is you really want to have creative control and produce your own project. Like we're working on some new stuff right now that's like you know we're producing our own stuff. You know, we you know instead of all those stupid theatrics and all that stuff, we wouldn't do any of that stuff. You know, I mean, there's some funny enough stuff that goes on here without that happening. Right, you know, without having to like make all the goofy stuff, like putting you know my brother's pipe in the the molten salt, the niters. I'm like, we would never do that. I mean, come on, it's so goofy, mm-hmm. huh? You would go get ice cream though in the middle of a heat treat though. I would do that, but heat treating. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right now it's so fake. Okay, well that part, that part's yeah, fake, but 
Yeah. So I mean, so the, all right, so the show kind of came and went, but it did help you guys with exposure. I mean, did you just? Oh yeah. People's yeah, awareness yeah. of the knives must have got up an incredible amount. Oh, for oh, sure, a lot. It was yeah, crazy, yeah. man. We had so many hits on our website that it, it was always down. It would, we can, our website we, went down. Yeah. I mean, we had it souped up too before we 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 hired some new company to uh to host it, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, we got you on this other server. You're gonna be fine, blah blah blah. And they said that they just they haven't seen so much traffic. They like knocked it down like. Every day it was down for like two weeks, two three weeks. The website yeah, we couldn't get it. Yeah, the, the server thing gets tricky because even like, like me, I'm not gonna get that much crazy traffic, but the server doesn't cover the whole website in general. Like, if there's a lot of people in the cart, the cart might be not, the cart could yeah not even have like ten people in it sometimes, depending on your server. Like, right. I, when I do a pre-order, my cart my, my cart crashes, and right. obviously I'm not having hundreds of people there. It just some parts of the website yeah. don't keep up with the server. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah it was kind of crazy. We changed our that's a lot of attention yeah, we got ready us. for the show because we aired right after uh it was right after sons of guns like their oh, at their that. season mm-hmm. their season mm-hmm. premiere so we aired right after that so mm-hmm. by the nielsen reports we were one million seven hundred fifty thousand. i think is what it was wow. the first time but right. the, sh- the, the show actually had high ratings it didn't go to season because there were some issues in well you know what happened it was all, there was a huge massive layoff at discovery channel it was like oh. a, a big thing. It was uh, like, you know, 30, 40% of the people got canned. And, and the guy who was our showrunner, the main guy who was in charge, he got, he got, he got the axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody, picked, oh, you know, that... nobody else, no one else wanted to pick up the show. Who was is that? Oh, so that it wasn't canceled. It was just the well, no, yeah, cir- I mean, circumstantial. It, it just yeah. never it, went to season. It, it yeah. Yeah. yeah, it never even got began, been, uh, begun huh. to get canceled. It was just basically the pilots, and it just didn't get picked up because okay. everybody who was associated with it. At least within Discovery was uh, was canned. So. What's funny is is they uh, they kept us on their website for almost five years, which was and then it aired like all over the world. We had people calling us from Italy, like, "Hey, your show's airing here." Actually, uh, Bill Hall had called us once and said, "Yeah, I'm in Italy. I'm watching your show right now." Yeah, in the, in the hotel. We're That's like, right. "Really?" And he yeah. goes, "It's all dubbed in Italian." Like, I mean, or it's subtitled and it's in English, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. But it had well, I saw it air like two, three years after the initial airing. I saw it air like once again for a little bit. Yeah. A little while yeah. after you were here. Because I watched it like it aired like four or five times when it he first cuts. came out. I watched it every time. Honestly, mm. that show is kind of embarrassing, man. It's it's okay. Next topic. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so so wait, 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 let's have the long, let's have the long uncomfortable pause. Nobody talk. I'm kidding. We don't. We don't have to. Erase Before it. we move on, we got to see kidding. this footage of you guys on the lowrider in Vegas. With, with oh, that Pluto. was another thing they shot. They shot all that <laughs> man in Vegas. I, yeah, I mean, it was that got rid of that, that man. It's to be surfaced. I had Pluto. We had Who, have you seen that? You oh shit! About. I forgot about that. <laughs> Who saw the lowrider? Where'd you see that? You told told me about no, it. Told, okay, yeah, I I thought you guys had. I thought you guys had seen. I was like, no, you said it was. It was in the studio, and they won't. Yeah, we, won't take we out the filmed it. Right? Yeah, we filmed in Vegas, and my buddy's lowrider that had hydraulics, and we were going down the strip, dude, jumping the car. We had his dog in the back. It was like it was hilarious. I can't believe they didn't use any of those clips. Yeah. And what was That's crazy? The stuff I want to see. <laughs> well, what was crazy was That's what everybody wanted to see. I can't believe they didn't use any of the footage when we went to um, when we went to the gathering. Uh, I forget what gathering it was, but we sold 50 bodegas. 
on wow. lottery. And we had it on film. It was crazy. Like, Matia was counting cash. And it was the yeah. most bodegas we've ever sold on lottery ever. It was crazy. That was at, was at the gathering in Vegas. That was at the yeah. gathering in Vegas. And nuts, they filmed man. all that and never used any of it. I couldn't believe that. Huh. That would give a lot of exposure to the shows. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how that didn't get, get used, but I always wanted to get that footage back so I could have it. Yeah, I've never even understood, you know, how. Discovery, their their model for a lot of stuff they decide to use is so corny. Cor, it's a corny model. Okay, All right, well, so so take us to the next step. After yes. after the show, where um, so you guys are, you're headed into you got the company established, right? Um, yeah, well, these the new, next... new all these new prospect clients. Everyone's trying to find you, figure out what's going on, who you guys are. And what would this be about? Around 2013, I think this was 2013. Yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah, it was around 2013 because the show was around 2000. Yeah, I guess the show was in 2013. So yeah, like 2013, Yeah, because it came out when I first just was about to go full time, like the year before. So I remember because I went full time in 14. I remember it was like a year before that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right. I think it went from 12 to 13, somewhere in that. That was like the whole period because we were shooting for a while. Because yeah, I remember I was like I was getting ready to go full time. I saw the show. I was like, "Wow, knife making might go national now. People might start knowing this." So I'm like in my head, I going, oh, I should really that consider going full time. <laughs> this is gonna be a big thing. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this, this people are gonna start knowing what this is." Because like around time, like Red Jacket Firearms is like, "Look at this." For, even for myself for full time, I was like, "Oh, everyone's gonna know what custom knives are." <laughs> I think as far as the bodega, Mark. I mean, when did we? Was that? That was already released before the show. Yeah, we were, that, the, that the show like, you did a Damascus one. Yeah, we did a Damascus version of it, but it was—I mean, it was all during this that same time period. You know, we were mm. working on the bodega. It was going to be our first release, and um, and then at the same time, we were already talking to the network about doing the show, and I think that's why it—you know—it did so. One of the it's, reasons it's so well. It's really uncanny how it happened so fast, so early in the company. That definitely, it definitely springboarded us a lot. Now, as far, the, as, as, far as a brand. Now, know. did the views generate into orders, or was it just more brand awareness? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we were we, we didn't even sell the dealers for like three years. I mean, we couldn't. Mm. We were like, you know, we just. I mean, we did. We trickled out a little bit here and there, like you know, steel addiction because pretty good friends with Dave's, you know, Dave Stark. And, you know, we, we had some, you know, Arizona when they used to buy from us and, you know, like, you know, and of course, Blade HQ always bought from us, but, you know, we tried to trickle out a little bit here and there to dealers, but that was about it. Most of the times we sold ourselves because we just nice. we couldn't make them fast enough. Always been mm. our problem, actually. Yeah. Uh, productions, production's a bitch. Yeah. A lot of work, man. Yeah, I mean, me and Mark, we learned along the way. This is not, I mean, I have, no, you know, really no background in running a business, you know, and and uh, anything about knives, you know. I mean, I've always used a knife because of, more for cooking, you know, because I've been, you know, cooking my whole life and really been in into that. And um, so, I mean, for us, we were just kind of trying to figure it out as we went and, you know, working with Todd and, I mean, it was it was a, it was a trip. I mean, I wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. we weren't really, prepared uh, for it. Yeah, we're prepared. we, we, <laughs> no, we I, got I, a business course and all this. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's is, the best way awesome. to do it, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, jump on awesome. head first. Learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all of us are the same boat. We, we literally, I, I had a 
a little bit of a business course, like one semester. But besides that, none of us are all all swinging it. Yeah, day by day, figuring it out. (laughs) Exactly. Best way to learn something is to learn yourself. (laughs) And then soon after that, you guys came out with a glimpse. Uh, what around fourteen, fifteen? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, it was like yeah, I was probably yeah around like er, early or mid two thousand fifteen when we came up with the glimpse. And, no. uh, that's it's kind of, kind of crazy to think that we did the bodega for three years without any other knife. Wow. One now, in, model. in that whole series, I, I remember when the ghosts coming out, there was always the field marshal on your site. Those were never really made. I know a couple got made back before, but the ones well, on your site were bokers. Were all... Those were bokers. And so we I think had, got, yeah. Uh, yeah, we modified some bokers. Yeah, you guys yeah. were jeweling them up and stuff like that. But I never really yeah. seen any customs around that time. It was just all like modified no. bokers. No. We never really made a custom field marshal. We just did the Steelcraft version. So was Boker was making one of the field, well, the field marshal? Yeah. Yeah, they made like a cheap one, you know, it was like, I don't know, a hundred bucks or something. I had one of those. Yeah, it was, was that, it was, was that technically the first collaboration, like with a full production company? No, Todd had done that collaboration uh, years before, you know, he came down here with us. So oh, okay. that was All already right. a standard. Yeah, that was already established. Okay. We just, we were getting them really cheap from them and then we were just modifying them, but they were pretty junky. We made them pretty good. When we took them and modified them and we put IKBS in them, and and because the liners were thick enough to do that, we put hmm. IKBS in them and jeweled them and stuff. They worked pretty good, but they're still pretty junky. Right. You know, they weren't that. They, I mean, that's probably part of the spark though that led to Steelcraft. Probably looking at those and thinking yeah. about those. You know, like wait a second, an expensive knife. What a concept. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, something we're not making. Yeah. So, okay. So that that led into the the thinking about about like Super production correct, about yeah. about moving from full custom into something that's like can be can be produced for the for the masses so people can sort of attain a design at a price point that's more reasonable for the for the every person so to say. Yeah, I think when every we first man. I first saw uh, David Dang's knives on Fort Henry's website, and I was like, that's two hundred bucks, and it was like they were kind of like popping up here and there and i and i asked um i asked him to send me one and you know they sent me one i checked it out and it was i still have it dude it's mm. it kind of as a sample to show where they were at where they come kind of like at blade rock and had no pocketing in it and i mean the thing was just like it was like a little break and i said well this at the time though because nobody was doing stuff like that we were impressed we're like wow this, this has promise and I started writing to him, but I was using a Chinese translator, you know, like I wasn't even, you know, and so that was kind of how that whole thing got started. Cause like, I remember like I brought that knife to work one day and I showed everybody like, Whoa, I can't believe they're like, Oh man, that's it. It's over. You know, <laughs> everybody was talking like that. I think all that stuff's kind of subsided a little bit though. I think it's definitely calmed down a lot. And I don't know. Yeah. People are getting more and more worried about it now. Cause every, every, everyone just, Making less customs and are just collaborating with them. The yeah. line is starting to blur a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, high-end I mean, materials like Timascus and stuff they're making. So I don't know. Yeah, it's um, you know it's it's interesting though because you see more people wanting cheaper knives. You know the market seems to be really going that direction. Yeah, well, especially with the with the advent and and popularity of of CNC, like it's getting to the point where the tolerances are so high you know the the production numbers get to the point where 
cost goes down and, and people are excited to get that that quality for that price. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you, you can't you can't fault somebody for that. That's people want yeah. awesome stuff and they and, and nobody wants to pay that much for it. Yeah, this, want this awesome is, stuff uh, as cheap as possible. Oh, much, yeah, yeah, David Dang around that same time. Yeah, I was doing this. Okay. <laughs> Nick brings this up every episode. Okay. Nick's got to bring it up. You got to bring it up yeah. again, don't you? Nick's like, no, screw I'm, you I'm guys. just showing you guys. I'm not getting, I'm not getting into that now. It just happened. So you, guys, off of me. you guys you guys saw it or you, you got this this. Do a long pause after that. Yeah, wait. <laughs> 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 you, you got this you got this sample and you were super impressed you're like wow this is this is neat stuff um and that sort of spark you were saying that that sort of sparked something to to reach out yeah well it did and we were like okay but we knew that there was going to be education involved so we were like okay so can they can we educate them you know and the one thing i'll say about david you know he's a hungry guy and he really he really wants to know how to do stuff you know he doesn't have, kind of have an attitude like i know it all and you know send it to me and I'll show you what I can do. And he was like, well, I'd be happy to get all the information you can send me, you know? And so we did, you know, we sent him lots of diagrams and videos and him and our, our old machinist, Jesse talked daily, you know? And so we, we exchanged a lot of information because like all that stuff we did with the polished trims and all that stuff, David had no idea how to do any of that stuff. We had to show him how to do climb milling and we taught, you know, he got to look at radius files. Like, cause you know, we did all our own 3d. We even prototyped all the knives that we sent him. We didn't, you know, we didn't have him do any of the prototyping. Like, you know, you could probably send David a drawing now and he could probably make something for you because he's, he's, uh, a lot of experience now. He's got that skill now. So you were prototyping and then he was almost reverse engineering from what you were teaching him essentially. No, well, he was looking at our files, you know, okay. and then we were telling him like, okay, here's how you do the trim. Here's the steps. Here's the stages. Here's how you, you know, here's how you climb mill. Here's, you know, all the coding stuff. We taught him all that stuff. Like he didn't really know to like do, you know, take stuff and code it and then remachine it and all that stuff. That was all like a process he learned because that's how we wanted the knives made. And the thing and was, even, was even, even double disking. I mean, he wasn't double disking blades after he, uh, after he treat, you know? Mm. Yeah, I had a, well, what it was was okay. So we when we got all those Quakens, they were like, you know, we took a lot of them apart and modified them to make them, you know, kind of put our own twist on them. And the thing was is that when we did that, we found out that the blades weren't really straight. They were bent to look straight, but they weren't really flat. And we're like, oh shit! Like he's not double disking these. You know, he's just like bending them to look straight, which is fine as long as you never end up. A situation because we were flat sanding those blades and trying yeah, to get them even on the and we're like, God, these aren't flat. They look flat in the frame, but they're not. And I and I asked him. I said, Are are you like surface grinding these or double? Like, what are you doing? And then I explained to him the whole process of double disking. And if you use a you know if you use a surface grinder or like a Blanchard, the magnet sucks it flat. And then when you let go of the magnet, you still got your you know your bend in the in the blade. So I kind of told him the process of how we do it, how we heat treat you know we undersize our pivot and our detent hole and we oversize our lock ramp and then you know we heat treat double disc and then we wire edm and reallocate all those locations and so he listened to me and he went and bought a double disc grinder i couldn't believe it i was like holy oh, crap wow. he's like 
you know, I said, here's the deal. We want all our blades flat. You know, we want them. Um, we want the flats hand sanded from now on, on everything. We're like, unless you want to lose your mind, you better go get a double disc grinder because mm-hmm. flat sanding everything is going to be so hard. And then trying to bend the blades to look straight. And, you know, and he learned a lot from that. He, he listened to us. I was surprised, you know, because it was like, you know, those first Quakens, they didn't have flat sanded flats. I mean, the only ones that did were the ones that we did. And then right shortly after that, all the knives that came after that, we said, no, we want them all done like this now, you know. We were, mm. we were the ones who pushed him to do hand satin blades. I don't think he, after he did, you know, 500 of he was probably like, I don't want to hand satin blades anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad <laughs> idea. Bad idea. I mean, it shows you where his mindset was, though. He wanted to make a quality knife. He yeah. Did. He wanted to learn. That's the cool thing about David is that yeah. he, he definitely wanted to make the best knife that he could make. You know, he wasn't trying to do the cheap Chinese crap. Yeah. Um, just like Joe. Yeah, yeah. Just like Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe's come a long ways. You know, a lot of people know this was like I met Joe before anybody he even was even selling knives in the United States. And I had a sit down with him and introduced him to Blade HQ. And so like, you know, Joe's first introduction was me sitting him down with Blade HQ and vetting him pretty much because at, at the when they saw the first knives he had, they weren't really that interested in them. They're kind of like, oh, but if Mark says you're good, then you know we'll definitely take a look at you. You know he speaks highly about you guys, and I, I had one of the first knives that that were in the U.S. from Joe. I met I mm. just met him on Instagram, you know, early on, and so he, um, you know, of course now that was that's. It's an old story now of all the work they've done with Lit HQ, but 10,000 spinners later. You know, for everybody <laughs> listening, that's Joe Chung at Wee Knives. Yeah. Yes. If you're not familiar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got the name of the spinner. Nice. Yeah. That's crazy how many of those spinners. I think I asked him once, how many of those do you guys make? I think he said like 3,500 or 4,000 of them, something crazy. Wow. Well, yeah, those are pretty nice spinners, though. I mean, at the time, you know, when spinners were like super hot, those things were a good deal. Yes, and when is your they spinner coming super out? Hot. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna come are out we too late? This year. Are we too late? Are we too late? <laughs> no, no, you're good. Nah, I think you're still good. Jeremiah's gonna buy them. Yeah, Jer, how many? How many spinners? How many can you buy from us a month if we buy if we make? I will commit right now to buy twelve a month, no question. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna put the the resources together and and design a spinner. We're gonna do a spinning OTF. Okay. (laughs) I'll triple my order. When it spins, the blade comes out. I like it. A spinning gravity OTF. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. Gravity. Okay. On a stick. Done. Done. That's how the that's how the blade comes the, out. The force of it spinning. It. Yeah, you have to spin it. Slices spin it really hard. <laughs> so uh, you guys, you guys were in it, and and he was he was with you. He wanted to learn, um, and you guys were eager to to get him on board with some with some high quality manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, we were. You know, it's uh, and it's it was a process. You know, we spent a lot of time sending you know Dropbox videos. And just doing little training videos, like how to do this, how to do that. You know, a lot of, lot of long descriptions from Jesse, like, you know, how to do it. I mean, I'll tell you what, dude, we were, we've worked with other manufacturers. I won't say who, but they're not in China. And they just couldn't figure it out. I mean, we hmm. spent so much time on the phone with them 
trying it to wasn't keep like we, it wasn't like we went to, to china to get something cheap you know we we went all we looked okay. all over like mark, yeah. mark saying you know we went to europe the world to europe, find, looked in the u.s it. and it was like you know it was even like pricing it was really just who could do it you know who right could now. do stuff the level that we're trying to do and it was like you know david is like and uh, i'm not i'm i don't and i don't hate to say i'm not afraid to say it you know those guys are you know who's ever got the will wins you know they had the yeah. will to uh, he's got, he david had something to prove so he proved it i think you guys like pretty much had a lot of lot to do with eliminating the stigma of chinese knives too yeah it was definitely a, a burden to yeah. bear, but we yeah, yeah we did it we we yeah. went out there and uh we felt that people looked done. at them differently because of yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that yeah. that early steelcraft stuff was. Um, I mean, still, it's 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 high quality. No questions asked. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think I'm most proud about all that is just kind of like getting people to kind of look at the Chinese as people and stop looking them as like, you know, I think we kind of had this slave mentality in the U.S. Like, oh, it's made by China. It's crap. And those guys are. You know, they just look at them like they're subhuman or something. It's like, you know, these guys are our peers. They're people making stuff like us, you know. They right. have factories, they have families, they have culture. You know, it's like, you know. And I think that's the part that, you know, I've had several Chinese manufacturers tell me that they really had appreciated the fact that they got treated like they could be treated like, you know, our peers. And not just be like, you know, they're like, work for us, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're they're manufacturing, they're making stuff, you know, and it happens to be knives in this case. So I yeah. mean, they really, you know, it's uh, an industry. Uh, well, I think, the people, whole... I think people are just coming up with random stuff to start complaining about them just because they do slightly disturb the market because of what they could produce better, like what the the quality they're producing at that price point. It's very hard yeah. to do here in the U.S. And that's what I think is really yeah. is the issue here that people sure. look at Chinese products. Yeah. Well, I find it's funny how people are like, you know, everybody's lives such a double standard in their life. How they say, oh, you know, I'm not going to buy that. But yeah, you know, and I know this is this is beating a dead horse. Everybody's heard it. But mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, because I've never said it publicly, is that, you know, like, well, take your Nike shoes off, turn your computer off, you know, take your Ikea furniture out of your house. I mean, let's just go down the list. If you're oh, really sure. going to live by that, oh, code, then live by it. But like. It's kind of hypocritical to say, oh, well, I'm not going to do it with that. But, like, I'll do it with every other thing in my life. You know, it's, you know, and I get it, like, you know, the whole buying stuff with a soul. I do get that, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm big on that. I believe that, you know, it, well, and that think, has its place. And you buy yeah. stuff like that that's made by people that you know they right. made it and you have a contact with them and, there's not the separation of all that stuff. You know, it's, it, you're working directly more with the guy who's actually services you who makes it that, that has a lot of merit to it. You know, I think it's just, you know, when people get kind of double standard about it, I just think it's kind of silly. It makes me laugh. Well, there's, but, I think there's always going to be, and I know we've had this discussion. I've had, actually I've had this same discussion with Greg as well, but like, there's always going to be a custom knife market. There's nothing yeah. that China's ever going to produce that's going to, yeah. you know, take the well, guy like Reese or, or whoever. No one's ever going to go in and be like, yeah. oh, no, I, yeah, I can make that. That's never going to happen. There's always going to be the production stuff. Well, so there's the always going to be the custom stuff. stuff. If they you want to buy artists. something. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty much with anything. Yeah. Just like yeah. jewelry. It's the same. It's it's just like anything else. Like if, if there's 
somebody making it, there's going to be someone buying it and vice versa. There's always going to be the, I want to spend 10 grand a night. Like, I got you. Like, no questions asked. And there's always going to be, you know, the Sabibi or, or whatever. Well, yeah, there's, like, there's always you know. going to be a market for art. You know? Yeah, and it's, of course. It's art. When you're selling knives at that level, you're, you're, you're yeah. an art dealer. I mean, that's really yeah. what you are, you know. The thing I find hard about the whole thing is, you know, there's companies here that are manufacturing. This is something that never gets talked about is the whole 4951 rule that like, oh, if you can show okay. on your books that 51% of your costs, it's done in the U.S., you can call it made in the U.S. And I know that there's foreign companies bringing knives in our company, in our country, not our company, and bringing knives in our country and saying they're made in the U.S.A., marking made in U.S.A. And I just okay. think there needs to be more clarity on that so people can kind of go, they can make, you know, more decisions on whether they want to do that or not, because that that's, you know, that's kind of the things that kind of bothers me. You know, there's the other thing too, you know, I hear a lot of people like, Oh, GT made in America. It's like, well, you know, they're Japanese company, man. You know, it's right. Japanese money. Like that money's not, international. Yeah. Like, okay. They well, own commercial, yeah. I yeah. mean, that money's not American money. It's leaving the country, going to Japan. I mean, sure. They have some here, but like, you know, it's, and it's, you know, okay. So like companies that make stuff here, Support American companies, companies right. that are like, you know, the companies that are making stuff doesn't matter where they're making, but the money's staying in the United States, you know, that, that's yeah, like I think, uh, like a good example is I think Budweiser is owned by a Chinese company and I think Suntory, uh, owns Jim Beam. So it's just like, yeah, probably, yeah. probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, Unibrew yeah. purchased yeah. the Anheuser-Busch, uh, a few years ago. I remember there being a big deal about that. Yeah. Um. About who? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Unibrew owns like everything. Unibrew, like if you've yeah. seen a beer, they probably own it. Like they. Really? Like, if you've seen ninety percent of like American products having to do with alcohol. Yep. Unibrew, oh, yeah. huh? Yeah. Oh, it's a giant conglomerate. Giant. They own beer like all over the world. So people huh. who have a Unibrew should drink Unibrew. <laughs> uh, see that? See that? Oh, long pause. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, long. But yeah, the, the, no, the certainly, you know, you're absolutely right. And I, I again, we, we've talked about this. I try to tell everybody that I talk to, but the 4951 thing or the even more like USA, like I've, I remember seeing stuff that said uh, made in USA, which is just uh, <laughs> a, a city that they yeah. named USA China. trying to be clever. Japan, right. Yeah. yeah, and it, and like that's like pretty a smart classic. man. You got to give it to him. Right. Give no, it to no, him. that's smart, that's dude. It. The hustle is some. real. Oh wait, you're, wait, you're actually saying real. the hustle. No, no, is real. Nick. you're actually saying there's a Chinese city yeah, named there used to be. Usa. I don't Japan, yeah. you're making the joke. Yeah. Of, okay. No, no, no. That's so real. right. So the story is that they used to brand the knives made in USA, and I think there was maybe grammatically like an extra character space between the S and the A, or or maybe a period, something very minuscule. But it got through customs because it said made in USA, which was USA. And it was a city in Japan where they used to make stuff. And there was, and so customs would look at it and go, well, it's made in the USA. Like, that's weird. Okay, pass it through. <laughs> but I mean, certainly, especially these, these days, like you were talking about the stigma, you know, it doesn't, I don't think that the public now cares necessarily where it's made. Uh, my interest is to see honesty, like you were saying. Yeah. Just tell people. Just be honest about where it's made. Treat treat everybody on the on the same playing field I mean, you know it's crazy what's going on me and Mattia and i had found out there's a there's a city right outside of rome that's basically a chinese city hmm. and so it's they make all this 
right outside of Florence. Is, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. And they make everything. It's all made in Italy, but it's really, it's really imports. Um, I think they bring, I think there's factories of, of Chinese and I don't know, Asian people. I remember you telling me about that. That yeah. are, you know, they build old factories. I don't, I don't know exactly how it works, but I think they're not getting, they're getting paid, not the wage of, of Italy. They're getting paid the wage of wherever they're from. Mm. And in fact, was Italy making all the fashion, making all the bags, making all the, you know, all that wow. stuff because there's not. Uh, Italy run the loopholes, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Loop. I mean, and if you notice, there's a lot of all the all the uh, the companies from other countries in Europe, like all the French companies, all like mostly fashion because that's what they're all about over there. Is but it's all made in in Italy, um, like Louis Vuitton, all that stuff, because they could use those same factories. That sounds good, man. Italy, right? So, yeah. yeah, because that's going it, on in Italy. It's been so. happening for all the, all industries for forever. Yeah, my dad would say that stuff a lot because my dad used to do uh, have a furniture company in Italy and Europe. Yeah. Until I moved to China, but it was similar situation with the furniture industry as well over in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Well, what goes. was Mattia? Mattia said something not too long ago. He said people want they want the made in America stamp, but they want the Chinese price. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. They own head right there. They just yeah. want to yeah. hear it. They just want to hear it, even though they probably really kind of know. They just want to feel like that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, I say. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're selling a ten dollar product, a hundred dollar product, or a thousand dollar product. For some reason, people always compare all those three as a thousand dollar product. Like it, they, they assume everything is always the best, but they're not ever factoring in the price, which is also yeah. an odd thing. Where I look at it, it's like. You can't always assume the best when you're buying a ten dollar item. When in reality, they they make a hundred dollar version of that and a thousand dollar version of that. That, that there's a reason yeah. for that. That's kind yeah. of why I laugh when people send me a picture like these guys are knocking off your knife, and it's like a twelve dollar Chinese knife. And I'm like, well, it's, I look, this is free marketing. Yeah, <laughs> really. Like, Someone's going to see it or buy it yeah. and then be like, I want yeah. the real thing. I don't think that's going to hurt us. You know, it's like yeah. we bought a couple; they literally fell apart in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those don't matter too much. Like, you you want I got early bodega. I got early bodega. Yeah, for one of the, I think I got the first prototype, or not the first, the first rendition of it from from China. It's pretty awesome. I think Tech had copied one of Todd's early knives, man, and they were like just totally bold about it, and they knew Todd, which was so weird that they did that. I think it was that a fixed blade. No, they copied the. I think they copied, copied Field Marshal. No, no, no. They copied the uh, what is it? The uh, the first folder he made. I was for the Pantera. Was it the Pantera? Huh. I think it's called the Pantera. So yeah, they copied that. I have one actually. It looks pretty good. It's cheap, but it's actually done pretty well. And they well, knew Todd. Which well, they was crazy. knew they knew Todd, but how how my dad used to explain it to me is like they don't they don't see copying someone as something wrong because they consider everything open source. Yeah. That's what they I have, you know. What, that's what I think too, man. I, I, I'm I'm with you, Nick. They, they don't they don't look at it as copying or disrespectful because as their culture, like it's a very respectful culture. It just they look at everything as open source. Oh, it, mm -hmm. nothing's really your own. You just work off it and make it better. That's why most of the electronic industry is over there. Is they yeah. work on it, then they have the the newest thing, and they work off the newest base to make something even better. Once again, right. that's why all the open source stuff was over there. So you show up at their door, the big bear. My Chinese name and. In China, is that big, big bear. That's big, big I've heard Eric Glesser talk about that same thing how they'll go over there 
into their factories and they'll just like they'll show them designs that they have copied and be like oh thanks for your design your your lovely design like we can you know we have this now but like they like it's open source like they think that it's you know it's like free to kind of yeah do whatever yeah just like share yeah to just share across the board and it's just like a cultural thing i guess that's that's what I've I've been thinking about for years too. It's like that just must be because I mean I see they just they have no they, they have no boundaries. It's like it just must be in their their culture. I mean, it's, yeah, it's because their culture itself is very respectful. Yeah. Like you look at how they treat their parents. It's yeah. not, not a disrespect. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Just, exactly. How they it do things. Be. Everything's open source. Why, yeah, why not yeah. take a group and improve on an item and make a better yeah. item? Take the yeah, old best item, be. make a newer better item. It has to be. Right. That's cool. You know. Okay, so where does this take us now? So I guess we'd be somewhere around uh, like 2016, 2017. Um, yeah. Let's see. After Steelcraft. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, probably. Yeah, twenty six. I can't remember when did when did the first Steelcraft when did when did uh, two thousand fifteen right, Mark? Um. The first Steelcraft. The 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 the, the field marshal. Oh, not the field marshal. The um the Quaken. The full size Quaken. <sighs> Okay, I'd say at the end of 2015, if not before 2016. You, you probably know the dates better than me, Nick. Well, well, I'm looking at the dates. Of the... <laughs> yeah, the easiest way for me is I, I just got the stats radio. I just, go back, I just go back to Instagram. That's how I kind of figure out the dates and stuff. Because you know, it's a good timeline. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good timeline. Kind of see when stuff got. You can see when stuff got released. Um, yeah, it was. Well, yeah, I mean, we, a while uh, ago. Let's see what. So we did the field marshal. Oh, wait, sorry, I keep saying that. We did the um, the Quaken, and then we did the glimpse, right, Mark? Was that the second knife after the uh, Quaken? Oh uh, no, I think actually we did the mini bodega. We did. The, I was wondering. We did the, That was the second knife, huh? I guess you're right. Uh, yeah. Mini bodega. Then we did the bodega. Then we did the field marshal. Or the field marshal then the bodega. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm looking back right now, trying to see what the dates were, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but was... now, now taking the steel craft here in, in some perspective, uh, what would be the difference between like a steel craft quaking and a custom quake? And like where, where, so where the lines start blurring and what's different? Because a lot of people. Uh, some Jeremiah is the dealer, so he might get a lot of questions. People call and be like, "What's the difference between getting a Steelcraft knife from the bags or a Cali Custom?" Well, we never made the Quaken. Only Todd made them. We never had a, a Cali okay. uh, Cali he, California Custom Group version of it. I think it. he just means in general, though. So, oh, yeah, pretty much any of, model or just in general. Yeah, I mean, so okay, so you guys didn't Steelcraft at in the in the California shop. You produce. A lot of models or, or specific models that um so yeah so let's go over let's go over that so there's uh there's a difference between the cali customs and the steel craft it's sometimes well a lot of time we get we get questions about the differences and i know because i've talked to you guys there's a huge difference obviously because they're made in california well the, but the tolerances note- that you guys hold are, are ridiculous and that that was that was actually that is one of our community questions we, about tolerances. Aer- aerospace but, technology to make your knife coming direct <laughs> right. to you well, that was one of the things that kind of changed our company when Jesse Bebravizano came. Bebravanzo. Bebravanzo. I can't. I can't have Mark slaughter an Italian name. Sorry. <laughs> not, not going to let it happen. Jesse came from the aerospace industry, so when he came here, 
that's kind of like when a lot of our tech changed and then we learned a lot from him because he, he really is a master machinist. And so, you know, that was when we started doing flush inlays and that's when we started doing the counter bores and the inlays where we put in nuts and then we, you know, we, we, uh, we screw in the inlays so they could be serviceable. We could take them out. That's when, you know, star strike was the beginning of that was invented a couple of years after he came. Then it was a lot, a lot of stuff had happened. From that, as far well, as got, a lot of stuff got super streamlined with him. I mean, he um, he definitely took stuff to the next level with yeah. with how we uh, how we um, engineered and executed knives. Yeah, he had a bunch of ideas that he met with some resistance, you know, because we got some you know ways well, of. You, you have the old guard custom, yeah, here. and then we have you know then you have like a guy who's a high tech guy who's a very advanced machinist so he was like he goes we're making these all wrong you know so when he kind of had presented that like i said we had some resistance in the beginning but then what happened was is just I mean, we just pushed forward so we got to do it we're business guys we got to make this happen and that's when the whole wire dm kind of took place and we start coming up with these new processes and, and that changed everything because then we start building knives like aerospace you know it was well, I think way more precision, so things were more interchangeable. Like, you know, you, you mess up a blade, you're like, oh, well, let's throw the blade away, or, you know, or whatever. It's like, no, we could, uh, they could be switched out to, you know, between different, um, you know, handles and blades and what, what have you. With the, you could you know, pull another yeah. blade off the shelf because the blade was wired in, and all the locations, critical locations, were exactly the same. You know, yep. so you know you're not hand doing all those critical locations. So when you pull one off a shelf, it's exactly like the last one. And I've had a customer, a Greg Rangel up from Seattle, who who bought a lot of knives from Daniel up there, which is uh, Epicurean Edge or whatever. He was like, he told me he goes, he called me, oh man, I know this voids my warranty, but I can't help it. I took your knives apart and I switched all the blades around. They all fit. And I was like. <laughs> I, I know. Like, Wait, yeah, I know Greg. I've talked to him before. It's kind yeah. of a bittersweet thing when you hear that because you're like, oh, God, another guy pulling the knives apart, you know. But then, you know, it was kind of funny because he was like, I can't believe all these blades work with the other knife. You know, I said, well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean those wire DM blades are going to work with an older knife. I said, they're all in the same batch and they're all done on the same run of the wire DM. So, yeah, they do mm. fit. So, I've had yeah. people do that with my Wii collabs. Like somebody got a, an Arrakis that they didn't like the blade on. They're like, I'll just switch it. And they got the other one and did that. I'm like, whatever. I guess it's yeah. it it. that, That's been a long time goal of mine as a, as a maker myself. I'm still not there. Everything has to be fit to each other. And then when you start switching stuff up, it just sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I'm not confident enough to send a blade to someone and be like, here, just put that on your handle. No. Right. But uh, everything has to be hand fit to itself. Mm. You, well, we. We tell people straight up, you take your knife apart, avoids the warranty. Because it's like, right. we'll work on your knife, you send it to us, we'll fix it, we'll tune it, whatever. But do not take the knife apart. Because the bolt-on lock is, and here's something a lot of people don't know. And this is one of the things that separates the offshore from the custom from our shop is that, you know, we have modular locks. And those locks are located by precision standoffs. And those standoffs are like, you know, they're in the tents for those things. They're very expensive. They're $1.25 a piece when we have them turned. And that's what locates that lock. And they really need to be tapped out. So people go and take the knife apart and they pry the lock off. Well, it's like, 
as soon as you start prying the lock off, you're really kind of affecting the potential tolerances of those standoffs. Yeah, it throws everything off. They yeah. start to waddle out the hole. They can. I mean, yeah. usually if you pry the lock once or twice, it doesn't. It, you might be able to do it ten times. I don't know, but we just don't do it that way. We put it on a block and we tap them out. And so, like, you know, I kind of cringe when people are taking their, their bodegas apart because it's like, you know, I really don't want people taking them apart. You know, I get it. If people want to do it, that's fine. If you're okay with it, you're convinced that. But what happens is if people take knives apart, they jack them up. They're like, there's something wrong with my knife. <laughs> and then yeah. send the screwed up pieces back. Yeah, like, fix this. And I, <laughs> and I look at the screws because what a lot of people don't know is when we build a knife, we have build screws. And we build up the knife, get it all to the final end for the finished assembly. And then when it's like tuned and ready to go, we take all those build screws off and then we put finished screws. Oh, that's, and, that's clever. Yeah. All right. And yeah. so when people throw, when they tell me, I didn't touch it. And I look at the screws and they're all yeah. marred up. Like, it's okay. like, you're like, liar. That's, yeah. So you, got, you guys use titanium screws? What's that? You guys use titanium screws? Um, no, we use steel. We use tie for some stuff. You know, okay, no, because I do the same thing. Since all my knives are titanium screws, I have build kits from steel, and then when I finish them, titanium. But you turn the titanium screws twice and you tighten them, they instantly put up a burr. So you guys also yeah. tell, like, I start taking knives apart a lot or using the, like a T7 with the T8, and you're just ripping mm. out screws. You could tell right away with the titanium. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I've heard it all when people say, oh, I, I had some guy actually email the other day. He said, both of my... Steelcraft Quakens have cracked lock tip inserts. I was like, send me a picture. So he sends me a picture. It's the wire EDM cut. They're both cracked in the exact same spot. <laughs> I said, that's right. the, those are cut with a wire EDM. That's a wire cut, buddy. That's he was like, awesome. oh, okay. I got you. Oh, he, he thought All you right. Now, since you guys have a lot of knives out there over the years, is there like any warranty work that sticks out to you? Because I have one in my mind right now that stuck out. Like, is there anyone that you guys got in the shop where like, holy shit, how'd that happen? Oh, yeah. I mean, I get people send stuff and they say, oh, I, you know, I broke when I just opened it. The screw popped off. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. One of them. That's right. What was it? Something? No, no. It was a um, a ball bearing from the IKBS popped out. What? <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that was, that's my favorite one. Like, oh, yeah, they, they all fell out. They, it just they, they fell out. out. It just yeah. popped out. Oh, you didn't take the knife apart. No, 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 no. It, it was just they just popped out on their own. <laughs> I was yeah, just shaking yeah. it. I was just yeah, shaking. It. They yeah, all just popped they, out. Yeah, that could be right. a okay. okay. You know, sure, that's possible. I, right. Yeah, I had a similar thing except with cage bearings. I had a knife come in. The guy, did, so I was missing one bearing. So the knife was just flush, blade to handle, and just rubbing on the handles. There's no bearing on the side. <laughs> uh, and knife, he hmm. said it, he had it had stick and it got gritty. So I got the knife. One bearing was missing. The lock, he was trying to fix the stick. I could tell he took like a Dremel to the lock face on, on the titanium. <laughs> hey, and, like, this, this is a little gritty. Yeah, see a bearing. <laughs> the bearing is gone. The lock face is all like Dremeled up. And the stop pin was different. It was like it turned. showed up like this, I swear. Yeah, he's like, I got right. it like that. I'm like, are you the first owner? He's like, no, I'm the second owner. I go, okay, who's the first owner? This guy. I'm like, that guy's four of my knives. No way in hell did he do this. Right. I don't, He's like, well, I did send it to a modder. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, there's, there, there, there's your story. Oh, yeah, there's that. I'm like, what the hell happened? He's like, I don't know. I just wanted the handles anodized, and uh, I wanted the bearing changed out to ceramic. Well, there's no ceramic in here. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I've heard and seen it all, man, when it comes to returns, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Or just service stuff. You can, I, you can usually weed people out pretty fast. You can tell by their story. My favorite one is like, you know, I'm like, send me a picture. Let me take a look at yeah. it. 
No. And it's like usually the picture tells the story before you even like get anywhere down the road. That's like, oh, like first of all, the knife's apart. <laughs> first there's, of all, that's there's the first, that. That's, there's the first problem. <laughs> red flag. Yeah, so I'm red right flag, there, you're working that's... on the knife. Yeah. You know, it's like I mean I wouldn't go buy a new car and pull the engine apart and bring it back to the dealer and go, <laughs> you guys, Jack. Hey man, this something <laughs> wrong with this dude. That okay. fixed. It won't Look, start. Okay. The engine's that, not in the car, so that, that might be an issue. That, that might be you guys. I just got a new car, and I've already taken a lot, a lot of it apart. So okay. that's each their own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's strip at your own risk, is what it should say. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's the warranty thing. Like, look, if you take it apart, that's on you. Like, don't you know, whatever. Um, that this that you 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 triggered uh you triggered me earlier, Mark. Are you triggered? Uh, Are you triggered? Right right but uh. So the you you briefed over, and I know Nick wanted to ask you a lot about about your your manufacturing process, but uh, yeah. hit us with the Star Strike. That stuff blows my mind, man. Like the 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 oh, materials coming out of the California shop are are totally mind blowing. The way you finish uh, synthetics and the synthetics that you guys are creating, I don't think enough people know about it and, and yeah, understand how crazy it is. Yeah, like your brother said something. Your brother Star Strike process. Well, what oh, was yeah, funny was your brother Josh, said the funniest like, thing ever to me before. I kind of told him like how we make that. He goes, "Oh wow, man! I thought you guys just bought that it was like plastic." Yeah. I, was right. like, yeah. I was like, "Really, Josh? Thank, thanks, buddy. thanks, bro. Thanks. That makes me feel great." He goes, "Well, I didn't know. That's awesome. Now that I know the story." Yeah, yeah so you guys are developing all sorts of stuff down there. Tell us, tell us about it. Well, actually, it's interesting. The Star Strike is really what got us a collaboration with Blazer Rifles because. That material was, you know, we had a bunch of uni, a uni, unidirectional carbon made with a copper. We wanted to try it, see what it looked like with all the copper going the same direction. The problem is when we machined it, all the strands were like, like guitar strings. We're like, oh, this isn't going to work. And, you know, most of the stuff that we do in our shop that we come up with that's like really cool stuff is because we made a mistake and we're trying to fix it. We're like, well, how can we fix this thing? And, and I think it was a combination of Jesse and another guy that we, that, used to work here across the street from us. He's a pretty good friend. Um, Kevin. Kevin had, Kevin Ostrom is his name. He was, he'd worked with composites a lot. And I think, I, if I remember correctly, right, Matia, him and Jesse and Ben kind of brainstormed that. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, it's, it was pretty involved. I remember when they kind of helped come up with that. It was, um, I mean, I'll let you, you know, the process. We could tell them the process, right, Mark? Or, well, yeah, keep... it's, yeah. So, I mean, we, uh, you know, basically we, we have the, the material, you know, we had laid up with the, um, the, the specific way we want it woven. And then, um, you know, we have to machine it on, on the mill to make this pocket, which then everything's frayed and, and jacked up in there. So you have to go into that pocket and sand it, get it all nice mm. and pretty how you want it. Right. So, and you, and the pocket has, uh, it's radius, right, Mark? It's slightly radius. Yeah. So it's yeah. slightly well, radius. Yeah, the pocket is the pocket floor is slightly radius, yeah. so yeah. It, it shows different levels of of the copper, right? That's in there, and at different levels, it, it has a different look. And then, um, so that will be all be sanded and, and made smooth. And then you pour a epoxy resin into that and let it dry for twenty four hours or whatever. And um, and then, then that's what you then throw on the machine on the on CNC. And then three D. You go machine it again. Yeah, three D. It, cre it creates a, a proud surface layer 
that's like you know 20 thou and then you go and put it back in the frame because our our inlays are counterboard with nuts in them so you put it back in the lace mm. in the the frame screw it back in then sand that inlay all the way down buff it do all the work take the inlay back out then you put then you put uh slugs in the frame and satin finish the frame then put the inlay back in so it's really it's highly unprofitable and well, we've yeah, always I mean, said the failure rate was crazy it's pretty high huh. That's why we haven't made a ton of it. We actually, we've been in this debate, like, we should just do a YouTube channel and show everybody how we do everything. And, like, you know, like, our new guy's working here. Uh, well, it actually wasn't him. It was somebody else, it's Caleb, but somebody else had said, yeah, you know, but, like, we don't want to give up, you know, all our stuff. I said, hey, we're happy to teach people how to become highly unprofitable. We're really good at it. Like, go ahead. We'll show you how to do all the shit there's no money in. I'll be the first candidate. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, a lot of that stuff is just so hard to make. It's so time consuming. And a lot of it's just a posterity move because it's, 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 I can't tell you how many piles of Star Strike we have laying around. Although it did land us a collaboration with Blazer Rifles. We ended up oh, yeah. in the catalog and, you know, we were. Yeah, we were, it was crazy, man. We did that. We did that. I mean, I don't know if people are aware who Blazer is, but um, they're probably, you know, probably the biggest high end um, rifle company in. In, I don't know the world, at least in over in Europe. I mean, they're the largest exotic rifle manufacturer in the, in the world. In the world, for exotic yeah. rifles. Yeah, like super high end engraved stuff, crazy materials. Yeah. And um, yeah, they, they saw that Star Strike and um, they wanted to do a collaboration right away where they, they made rifles made out of out of that material and we made that conjoining. Um, we had a it, was, it was a Bugatti. It was a Bugatti, is what it was. And, so we, we had the material laid up for the rifles. And then they made the rifles out of our material, and then we made the matching knife. Which so was that sold cool. as a set? It yeah. sold as a $22,000 set, I think. Oh, that's gnarly. Something like that. It yeah. sold a lot of like and, you know, and we got to Iwa huh. two years ago, I guess, and we get their catalog, you know, because they're, they're, they, 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 they host that, that show. And, um, you know, they're, 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 I think there was little trolley carts or whatever with their names all over it. But we all got their catalog, and it was literally you open the page, and there's the knife. And the gun, yeah, together. like the first page, the first page you open, boom. Okay. You know, it was, it was it was pretty cool. That is neat. That that's cool to have like a, a knife and a, like a gun set like that. And how many did you say were made? Not that not that many. Not that many. It was under five that I know. Wow. Of. Here's Here's look. Post that. That's neat. <laughs> look at that. Huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's there's the. Mark had it at the ready, at the so ready, the, just waiting. And, <laughs> and the yeah, and the not. bag the Bagatti is um is is a neat model too because that's a super it's a super thick ultra tricked out version, right? Yeah, it's a fat a bodega fatty. Like a bodega ate a couple too many donuts and burgers, and then yeah. also got some like slick like uh, we some fullers on it. Greg inspired us. <laughs> Bedford knives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Greg, you're my inspiration. Oh, see that? Yeah. So now is is Star Strike the that's not the only is that the only one that you guys make there? No. You you um what else do you uh the synthetics? Oh, as far as material. Um, and the know. way that you finish unidirectional too. It makes it basically look like carbo quartz. Yeah, that that's stuff cool. we have a technique how we we cut it at a certain angle and then we machine it at another angle and so it creates that that pattern. And so yeah, like unidirectional is yeah. virtually uninteresting if you don't do it that way. Yeah, like you, the, you, you, you cut through all the layers. Nuts. 
Right. Okay, I, I gotta Google this. I don't, I don't remember what you, yeah, what the uni you guys use looks like. If you can yeah. go on our website right now, we've got knives up there with it on it. So when did you when did you figure out that you guys like has it is it always been part of an interest or when did you really start saying like okay like we want to dress these customs like on point all the time like between the the ice finish on the backspaces and the pocket clip like the the completely unimaginably seamless uh, inserts in the handles I mean the the mirror is great that the the work you do in California is is okay. on point. I think it's it always been like that, or is it just you, you know you just loved it? No, you know what it was is when we were there doing stuff early on. It was like bead blast finish and bubbled inlays, and honestly, like when I kind of look at the old bodegas, I cringe a little bit because you know we we've come, we've come a long way. We've come a long, long way. Um, you know, we're a completely we're just, different company. Mm. We're helping when we started, which I mean, probably goes for a lot of, a lot of companies. But well, I mean, you have to at some point. You can't just keep making the same thing. And and right. I think what it was is you know you got to figure we have a lot of really talented people, and you know you get one custom maker, you know it's just them. They've got to figure it all out. When you've got you know six seven people all brainstorming to try and come up with something new, you know it's like you know satin finishing the blades, satin finishing the frames. I mean, we were never taught how to do that. We had to teach ourselves how to do it, and so it was. It was a process of figuring how to do it and do it in an environment where it doesn't take two weeks to do a blade in a frame. You know, it's got to be a reasonable way to do it that would work. Hmm. Then after you do it a lot, a lot of times, you get good at it, you know, or it gets to where it's, you know, it's, you can, you can do it regularly. Right. Um, trying so to the, park that to other people that work here. It's not just one guy that can do the thing. It's got to be the whole team that can do it. And I mean, you have, right. So that, that's perfect. You have a, you have a team in California doing this stuff and, um, yeah. and you've, you've actually incorporated even more of your family into the shop. Um, for those, yeah, for those who don't Tobin know. Stark here, you know, he was kind of working here at 15, um, just on the side since he was young. This is a kind of a side deal. Um, you know, and he's, he, uh, you know, he just—it's funny. Tobin started running the mills, like at at sixteen. He knew how to run them. Mm. You know, he wasn't really, you know, running the mills yet. But he learned because Jesse kind of took him under his wing and wanted to teach him, like a kid brother. And so Tobin learned. And Tobin has a propensity for that stuff. He—he's—he wasn't even really that interested in it, to be honest with you. He just did it because we said we want you to learn it. You know. <laughs> Get to work, boy. Yeah, somebody yeah. had to. <laughs> somebody had to. Totally. Hit the hit the green button. We believe we believe <laughs> in we, be, we believe in child labor as well. Yeah. Right on. There we go. At one point, he was uh, he was running all the mills. You know, mm. and we have a new kid now who's really fast. This kid Caleb, who's a knife maker from Sacramento, and he's a, he's a really talented guy, man. He's He's um, very fast, and he learned really quick, man. You know, he's, uh, I think his Instagram is Blades of Malak or something. You know, he he's, he does a lot of kitchen knives and other, I think, forge-type stuff or whatever, but smart guy, though, man. He Well, he picked it up quick. I've been so, uh, following him on Instagram. Yeah, he's doing some good stuff. Yeah, he is. He definitely you know, uh, it's nice getting somebody who's just so stoked to be working on knives, and that's a yeah, passion. Yeah, because we've, we've hired people in the past, you know, that, you know, it's just kind of not, you know, kind of just like another job. I mean, somebody who has a skill in a certain 
field that works for us, but not somebody maybe who's just so passionate about knives. And, and he's, he's definitely, he's got that. So it's kind of nice and refreshing. Yeah. He's a good kid, man. I really like him a lot. I mean, you know, we've been so fortunate to have so many talented people work here. Ben has been with us from the very beginning. He's really he's kind first, of the first employee. He's been the cornerstone of this company. And what was interesting, like when Jesse said that, you know, he wanted to go and do his own thing, we're like, we were a little panicked because he'd been the guy that had been programming and 3d modeling and doing all this stuff for years. And so, you know, you know, sometimes it's like the mother of invention is necessity. It's like, you've just got to right. deal with it. And we were like, we tried to hire other guys and man, it was just, it was, I felt like we were on a dating app, man, like trying new machinists. It was terrible. And mm. then we just said, Ben, you're going to have to do it. We're like we told him we're not hiring That's other it. machinists. We're not, yeah, hiring, we're not anybody. hiring other machinists. That's it. <laughs> he said you're gonna machine, you're gonna make fixtures, and you're gonna program. And <laughs> it took him a while, dude, but he figured it out and he's pretty good, man. He's you know, he's the guy's he's just one of those naturally talented guys that like if you put him to a task, he does it. He'll figure it out. Yeah, he, he can and he'll that. do it well. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's tough to lose somebody who's so integrated, you know, so, so a part of the process. Oh yeah. We've been through it. You know. And you guys just keep going, which that's, I mean, that's, that's ideal. Yeah. yeah. We, we persevere. <laughs> yeah. Long, we're long, long, hard, hard road. <laughs> we're like, man. we're like cockroaches. Sure. Just keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. Just scurry and keep going. Yeah. So yeah. what, at, at what point did, um. And I, and I hope this isn't jumping forward if you were to lead into this, but at what point did um, did you guys get involved with JVO? Was that um, how, how did that happen? At a Gio show keeps or? asking all my questions for me. Yeah, I'm just let Elijah ask it. Elijah keeps asking questions. He keeps jumping the gun. Let's let's do an edit. We're gonna do an edit. Let's do an edit here. Everybody silent. Everybody silent. Say something. So how did you get involved with Jared? Uh, it's funny, funny you should ask. <laughs> funny you should ask. I didn't hear a long enough silencer though to edit that. Oh, um, no, good. Uh, None of that's been edited. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's interesting because uh, my buddy um, Eric Voke, who's a photographer out of Hollywood, who's become a very good friend of mine. He, uh, I think he's Eric Voke on Instagram, and he's a. Uh, he kept saying, oh, man, you got to work with JVO. You got to work with JVO, blah, blah, blah. I was like, listen, dude, if you will leave me alone, I will call the guy, okay? Because, mm. he, I mean, he was hounding me. And I said, okay, 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 I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. And then Jared and I just got to talking. And I, I remember you know, a couple of summers ago. And then we just hit it off personally because Jared is such a nice guy, man. And, you know, we talked a lot about this new design and – you know, the first drawings came in, I was kind of like, we had had a uni inlay for so long that we were just tired of making one big inlay like the, like the bodega. And he was sending me all these drawings. And I said, Jared, you got to put two inlays in there. We got to make a bolster for this thing. And that was kind of the birth of the bolster. That I actually designed a lot of the hype with Jared. I had a lot of input on it because we were very specific of what we wanted that the osteo to look like. And in the course of it, Jared and I had just become really good friends, you know, and at that same time, he had already had the Mandara kind of designed. He designed it right after that. And so, you know, he had gotten enough influence from working with our team 
you know, because Jared, I'll tell you what's crazy about that guy is he makes a 2D drawing that is exactly to spec, dude. Like it is, you can photo copy that thing and bring it right into your, into your, your 3D software. Yeah, I was and, really impressed and, when you showed me those 2D drawings, pencil drawings. I was like, wow, that's impressive that you could draw it like just as good as a CAD file. Well, does he have a draft? He has a drafting background, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he has a drafting background. He's yeah, a, you don't he's a, have to. He's a builder, so he draws up stuff to for CAD, for not CAD, but I mean for hand drawn stuff for building. So blueprints. It definitely shows, yeah. And his drawings, they they are technical blueprints. It's unbelievable, man. Like even like my 3D guy who does our 3D work, he was like, um, his name's Wyatt, by the way. I give him a little plug. It's an awesome kid. He's very young. We have a couple couple different guys. I wonder how you got involved with him. Oh yeah, that's right. We know Wyatt because because of because <laughs> of Elijah Isham. Yeah. There we go. Matter of fact. That was another godsend, by the way. I need to give a plug for I, uh, Elijah on it because you know, when Jesse had left, you know, we didn't have a 3D guy. And we we're like, uh-huh. you know, Elijah's like, well, I got this guy, you know, I'll, I'll hook you up with him. And and so we, you know, we hooked up with He's young, dude. He's like, uh, eight, yeah. At the time, he's 18. He's like 19 or 20 now. I remember you wanted me to do it. You're like, can you do the 3D on this? I'm like, probably not. But I had this, <laughs> I had this kid. At least you're yeah. honest. Like yeah. just a couple months before that, this kid out of the note, out of the blue, just was like, "Hey, I like that design. Can I render that in 3D for you?" I'm like, "Sure, go for it." And he did. And I was like, "Whoa, this is like impressive." So, well, really, I think oh. that was it. That was a big turning point for us because we realized, wait a minute, like, okay, we've been kind of over the barrel with like one guy for years, and you know what we learned as business guys was like, you know. If you get team players, you don't, there's other people. You can get other programs. You know, we have another, two other 3D modelers now. And it's like, you know, it's not, it's not the end all be all with one guy. It's better to have several guys so that you can spread yourself out a little bit. And, you know, you're not over a barrel. You're not in a situation where if he quits, you're, you know, you're like, oh, what do we do now? So that's when we really, dream work. Well, what we really learned at that point was that how to become producers, like, you know, just like a movie producer, executive producer, they pull all the people together and they get the talented people to make something. And that's kind of like Mati and I have been kind of the, you know, the cornerstone of this business for years because, you know, we we're good at getting talented people, you know, and we we have a good eye for it. And we've everybody we've most of the people we've got have been very good. You know, we've had a few flunkies here that came and gone, but. Oh, yeah, not those many. Are awesome. Those yeah, are awesome. Those are the those are the ones. Those are the ones you remember. <laughs> yeah. Now, so it's... you guys are doing a lot of recording. Every time we're around with you, there's always the fuzzball you're holding, <laughs> walking around recording everything we do. So where are the vlog videos? How's that coming? Yeah, we're, it's it's They're funny you guys <laughs> mention that because we have a meeting next week uh, with a team. Actually, we're 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 actually getting ready to bring on a team an editor and a videographer. So, and so, because we've been so inundated with been going to be, content to find time to edit. To find how time many to hours, edit. how many hours of content we got right now? We have a hundred hours of content. <laughs> I knew it was up there. I have New York. I have New York is almost done. Still really? seen it. Okay. I saw you in Vegas twice. New York is yeah. almost done. <laughs> yeah. New York is almost done. So, I mean, one of the things that we really, because I, I just did a photo job for somebody the other day, and I was at Keller Street Studios, and 
I met with a company that does a bunch of TV commercials and a couple other videographers. And we have, we have a meeting with them next week, but these guys want to get involved and, you know, we want to take a shot at a couple of things. We're working on another television project right now. That's a separate thing from this, but like for our YouTube, you know, we bring it on a couple of guys. They're going to be partners with us and it's like, you know, they're going to take all the content and we're going to build, go from there and add more. And so we're going to probably bring, you know, we'll have a film crew. So that we can uh, film so next time regularly we're together. We're gonna be eating and talking, and there's gonna be a camera like right <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, it won't be gonna... me with the camera anymore. It'll be an actual film crew. Yeah. So guys, yeah. can you retake that bite, make it more savory? <laughs> that. That's good. There you go. Get it in there, because last thing, you, Mark, you're never in the video. You're always taking the video. I know. Yeah, you need to like switch that camera around. I'm yeah. Really it's you know, it's funny is you're really gonna enjoy the stuff from that we did with Elijah because there's some really precious <laughs> moments in there. I bet there are. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that. Precious either. is a good word. When he that. was down at the uh, at the compound there in Petaluma for a while. Oh I can, no, I can the imagine. stuff in Europe was was. Even, oh okay. Yeah, All we right. Had a lot of good times. Him and Matteo were roommates in Paris. That Aww. was good. What was it? What was the movie? We kept trying to. Elijah's like, I said, yeah, it's like some movie, and, and Elijah goes, Matia goes. Elijah says, broke back. So Matia goes, broke back mountain. <laughs> I'm like, no, Elijah, no. Uh, are we all doing Paris this year? Uh, we'll be there. Going? That's what it sounds like. Who's going? Everyone's going. Yeah, we're all yeah. going. Oh man, sounds like a good time. Yeah, we're actually, there's a place that we can rent that has a kitchen that seats 12 people. It'd be kind of fun to rent that. It has sleeping quarters, too. You could all rent that together. It'd be cool to, um, I'll cook it up. It'd be cool to rent that and we could cook and film cooking and, you know, do the cooking, kitchen knives in in Paris. Kitchen knives, you say? Yes, yes. Lots (laughs) of culinary wares. Yeah, the culinary wares are coming. Yeah. Well, Matias, tell us a little bit about the culinary wares. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, I've been yeah, I've been working on them for about a, I mean, well, this yeah, the beginning about about a year now. Uh, really, it's kind of crazy to think back. I've been uh, once I look at all like the dialogues I've had and just going through. I think I was going through some emails or something, and just realizing, God, I've been working on this for a while now. And um, yeah, the first ones are starting to roll out. You know, I've been been um, getting a bunch of designs together, and I'm actually working on a website right now that's going to be. Um, it's going to link through the big knife site, you know, but, um, you know, I just, a little history. I mean, I just always really been into, uh, food, man. It was one of my earliest memories when I was a, a child. It was just food. I mean, I, you know, I grew up a little bit in Italy. My, my, my uh, father's side is all Italian. So I was just always surrounded by food and people cooking amazing meals. And, and, uh, I kind of just came naturally from I mean, having run this, you know, me and Mark, you know, running this, uh, big knives for the last eight years, nine years that, um, it's like, it's a kind of natural transition to go into, uh, kitchen knives, especially for me, because I mean, you know, honestly, I was never a big knife guy before I got into this, you know, into big knives. It wasn't like I always carried a pocket knife and was all, all into that world, but I was always into, you know, cooking and chef knives. And so, you know, fast forward eight years later now, you know, it's kind of coming to fruition that, you know, I could bring a passion that I've, you know, had throughout my life, which is cooking and, and, and eating, which is the result of uh, cooking. <laughs> it's when, when I, me and Mark would definitely bonded over that. 
he loves to eat. I love to eat. You know, I'm just able to stay skinnier. Second Somehow. fucking dinner, ho. Yeah, second, third dinner, dude. Atlanta, ATL, first year, man. Three dinners. Third year. Fourth dinner. What are you talking Ooh, about? Oh do, do we have a fourth dinner? Yeah, Hell yeah. Some fourth dinner stuff, but but uh, yeah. So the kitchen knives, yeah, it's been it's been pretty fun, man. So it's uh, really cool collaborating with the guys here and um, being able to see things that I've drawn on a piece of paper, you know, come to life as you know, you guys know as well. Um, that's, that's definitely a, a nice feeling when you've got something that's just, was a pencil sketch turned into actual physical things. It takes on a kind of whole life of its own and the way it evolves over time. It's, um, it's definitely uh, fulfilling. And then something I, I mean, I use, honestly, I use a kitchen knife more than I use a pocket knife. So now I'm like really, really feeling like I'm getting the full, <laughs> full reward of, uh, of all the That's work because I'm able to use them. You know, what's funny is, is like, I always see Matiel like when he was first learning how to grind and stuff. And then I'd go in there and be like, look at you, dude. I go, you're a knife maker. Now, Matiel, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I made my first kitchen, right. I was, I invited all my friends and cooked a dinner for about 15 people. This oh, is exactly. one of the first, this one of the first ones, kind of like Kiritsuki design. Kind of Don blur mode yeah. on though. It's blurring it. We can't see it. Oh crap. Yeah. And what a Don Nagoyan style handle. Nobody else can see it. It's okay. It's, it's yeah, it's it. You got your blur on. Oh. You got to take your blur off. Yeah, you take your blur off so we can see. That actually looks. That looks like a nice knife. You, gotta take your, you put it back on. I don't. I got to This is awful. Let's <laughs> see it. Where is it? Let me see. The burl handle. Oh, cool. There that's you go. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, that's oh, cool. nice. Hand sand the burl. You said that was the first first kitchen knife you made. You said. Oh, uh, this is one uh, set of five that I made. I just still have this one. Essentially, we copied that. We already copied like, that. I feel like my account of hates yeah, me. Every, every tax season, yeah. I, I, I slowly build up her kitchen knife set by giving her a knife. Right. So this is after she does my taxes right now, this one's going to her. Well, next time we're together, Let's, we need to we need to whoop it up, get some food going with your kitchen knives and my kitchen knives. And Paris, you guys don't have material cook, man. He's no joke. Sure, kitchen. kitchen elaboration. Yeah, oh, yeah, for shizzle. Yeah, in Paris, that'd be awesome, man. I mean, all the all the good food we have access to there. Go to the, the best market, market again. Yeah, I was just yes, about to say, best exactly. That's we'll part of the seen so much food. That's part oh, of the Paris yeah. edit. We went. We, I filmed Matia and Elijah all the way through the Bastille market. I mean, I was in there a couple times, but mm. yeah. a couple eating a little bit of cheese <laughs> here and there. I mean, I'm, I'm always filming, so I'm never in any of the footage. You know, you want you guys want us to get a cameraman so my sexiness can get in there, dude. See, there you go. Uh, gotta rock it out, man. We don't want to deprive the people much longer. <laughs> no, I, my phone is actually low in memory, so I'm going through all my videos and deleting stuff. And <laughs> yesterday, I, got it, I get the video where you're dancing shirtless on the patio to the construction workers. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Nick's. That was great. I still have that. <laughs> hey, work, work, work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Start waving I mean, them along. Oh, that was classic, awesome. There's some classic ones, man. I mean, you know I mean? That's going in the New York piece. Bam. There's that Paris. There's one in Paris piece. I mean, not too many people know about it. Only Elijah, myself, and uh, Mark, I think, know about the the the, the underpant dance. Oh yeah, I know what that. you're talking. About. You guys, I don't know. You probably oh, you probably geez. forwarded that to uh, to um, I do Jeremiah. Not. Yeah, John no, Gray had that. He goes, yeah, I John Gray. Video. Had it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like this loop. It's like you know when you got one of those Apple loops where right? you have the picture, you can make it loop. Got industry Mark, viral do, by now. He's doing okay. a dance. In his underpants, man. <laughs> yeah, you got the gift. The yeah. gift is off the hook because it just keeps re- bouncing back and forth, and he's doing these like ridiculous dance moves. 
Mm. Uh, I, saw, I saw the train ride video where he's like, fat guy coming through had way too many baguettes. Fat guy coming <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah, I fun. still need to send all that footage to you guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you do. I'm still waiting, dude. It's because that, that we have coming a, up. This is that Dropbox footage. We don't want. We don't want to not include your 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 B roll, buddy. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, that's so like funny. ten minutes, ten solid minutes of Mark walking through the train. Oh, that was awesome. That's right, because you had the camera <laughs> behind me. You need to put that on Dropbox. I need that, buddy. <laughs> I, I got serious. Mark got serious all of a second. I was like, wait a second. I need that, dude. Dropbox. Need need that. the footage. I got all the. That... Uh, also, all the. Uh, um, boat footage the belly from cam. Amsterdam. I have the belly cam of that shot. Yeah, with with uh Matt driving the boat and Steve. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, we went when we went to Amsterdam. We met up with Steve Delac and oh, Matt man, Diskin. That was, and they, they that was rented, surreal. I swear, that was so awesome. They rented a boat, dude, and Matt damn near killed everybody. <laughs> I would not trust that man on the boat in Amsterdam. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> And Steve Delac is the guy who runs the 50-50 Productions, the New York show and stuff like that. The guys that run the yeah. show. Now, we also have a question here. Any plans of a future battle song? Yes. Yes. yes Not stealing do. my questions, Nick. You stole mine and Elijah's <laughs> questions. Get out of here. I just Don't saw a question. I'm like, I'm going to say it before you does. Like, yeah, yeah. Let yes. me get we're, this one. Let me get we're working this on one. a valley song now, actually. It's California legal. The whole thing screws together and doesn't flip. <laughs> <laughs> It's broken great. right outside of the box, and it's all legal. California, yeah, yeah. Like, if you and if you ship it out of here, you're welcome to unscrew it, and make it flip. But when it leaves here, it's screwed. I wonder if you, you know that's an interesting loophole. I, 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 I started thinking about that. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, they, yeah. Really, they really thought about that. I was like, like that well, could shit. work. It's like I it's mean, not meant to be. It's yeah. not meant to be. It's not meant to work. It's, it's just user modification, which is also highly illegal in California, but. Yeah, user modification outside California. There's another company in Southern California that did that though. Um, Dave, Dave made the made, Dave made one. It's fine. You're totally See, screw fine. Screw it together. Say if you take it apart, take it apart at your own risk. If you unscrew yeah. this screw, Wait. unscrew at your own risk. That's they, it. They sell Lock silencers for screw. guns and be like, look, Leave it's it. not a silencer, but if dash. you drill this little hole in here, it becomes a silencer. That's on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we do. We do have our gun grips coming out though. Oh, the 1911? Oh, that's yeah. sick. All right. Oh, 1911 grip? Yeah. With the same. Uh, now, can we get Star Strike grips or what? What's up, man? Well, they'll come. You can. You will. You will. You we will. Got you. Hell yeah. We got you covered. We have I will get a 1911 to put those grips on. We got five colors. We got gray. We got tan. We've got coyote brown. We've got blue for the cops. We got all nice. the primaries. Nice. Mm-hmm. Primary knife knife guys color. So with with Bally songs, that's that's part of your new project lineup. What else is what else is on the burner for you guys? I mean, we got the kitchen knives, we got Bally songs, kitchen we got knives, grips, grips, Bally songs. What else we got? Guys, yeah, we that's, have, not, that's not that's not enough for you, huh, Jeremiah? We have a highly hungry. We have a highly underfunded OTF. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that's right. true. We do. That's right. We do. Everybody has a highly underfunded OTF. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a Mac and we have designs. Actually, Jared did a pretty awesome design. We just, you know, we can't really do it in the state, so we're we're looking to to do one somewhere else. Mm. But are, aren't there companies in California making OTFs? Yeah, like, apparently there are. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And ballet songs. I because well, I'm doing a lot of ballad songs right now, and I have the paperwork 
to submit to the to the court saying like I'm going to make these. And there's a certain restriction how many I can make a year, but I'm trying to decide is it better to ask for forgiveness or is it better to ask for permission in this kind of case? I would ask for forgiveness. I would ask for forgiveness. I would ask for forgiveness. That's something. I, I feel like I should probably make the batch that I have to make and then like maybe then do a file. file. Like, well, oh, I already have them out there. Guess like, I, should oh, file I, I can't do that. I can't do this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I had the paperwork. I was looking. I was like, hmm, should I file this now or later? <laughs> But there's because yeah. I heard that only knew about that because I'm a Cali ballot song maker. He's like, yeah, I have to file in court to let them know that I'm making this, and it's okay, but they just have to know, and then they restrict yeah. you to an amount per year or something like that. So it's not mass, but there there are some filings for that. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. I mean, we're just always there's. I mean, any future plans in the immediate year? Well, we have we have a new yeah. model. Hold on, let me grab it. I'm gonna grab it. Like that kind of stuff, you know. It's just well, we're doing we're doing so many different things. I mean, that's you know one aspect. It's you know designing, coming up with new product projects and products and stuff like that. But um, I mean, with all the other stuff, like you know the the social media, the video, prototyping new stuff, um, photo photography, website design. I mean running the whole shop, making sure, you know, the production is going, ordering materials. It's like, I don't care, sir. This is, a sneak oh, wow, for, this is a sneak peek for us. No one cares if they can't see it. That's a new model. Oh, no, we, <laughs> we saw this one in Vegas. At the oh, Vegas show. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, okay. the, it's looking good. Vin, Vincero. 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 This is That's coming. Good. We's, we's going to make this. But, you know, I don't know. Huh. What, about a, what about a Cali Custom? Of this one? Of the yeah. Vincito? I don't know. Yeah. We Maybe we should take a vote on it and see if people want us to make a Cali Custom of it. Oh, yeah. Those, the swoop oh, on yeah. the blade is really enjoyable. That's nice. It's enjoyable cool. to the eye. Yeah. Because yeah, the last that's, two you guys made are Tantos. That, that, that's a Jared design. Yeah, last, yeah, last two you guys are making Tantos. It'd be nice to have a lot of Tantos. Coming from the guy who's been making Tantos for eight years, but... Huh. Uh, Dude, you invented Tantos. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah what are you talking? I invented Tantos, guys. Nick Holy invented moly. Tantos. That's right. a Bladeology exclusive right there, invented <laughs> by is. NCC Nuts. I'm going to email about this later. <laughs> well, actually, 1942. <laughs> that early in the game, huh? Wow. Yeah. Okay. My father's father was. I was that late in the game. That's right. <laughs> these have but never been the made. right on bearings. <laughs> these have never been made yet. Huh. See that? Everyone, oh. everyone just eating their hearts out. They can't see the video. Boy, inlaid bodega. Drool. Any bodega dope. inlaid. Mm. You see this mm. new design that we came up with? This one's awesome, dude. Look at this one. Oh, oh <laughs> wow. No one cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Is that the non functioning knife? That's the one with lock fail. Oh, yeah, that's, that's look at that fail. Dude, I have one of those. It's got terrible lock fail. Terrible lock fail. Actually, I have to say something about this knife. I got to give Elijah prop, so just, props because Mark's I holding a black star. Just for the black reference. star, yes. I'm holding up a black star. I I washed this thing in my tag gear jacket. It was. <laughs> it was, it was I've, done, I've done the same thing. I thought it in the laundry twice. This one's got the laundry twice. And I haven't taken it apart. Them. I haven't taken it apart. It still works great. Oh, see there we go. Nice. That's well made. It's right robust. There. That's quality. Very well made. You can you can swim with these people. Just to let nice. you know. 
390. Yeah. That's what that is. Now, no rust. Let's see, are you, is your kitchen knife flying going to be customs or productions or just you're gearing towards production? It's, uh, yeah, I don't, at some point, you know, the, the end all be all would be production, just like all the other major companies out there, you know. But, um, no, it's all, it's all custom now, man. Trust me. It's, it's, yeah, it's, a uh, what, too, it's, a, it's a little too custom. <laughs> yeah, that's same, same thing. When I went back to New York, I was like, oh, I should make kitchen knives. I should get oriented to that in New York. Obviously, it's a good place to do it. And I was like, it's yeah. just all the hand sanding and, I felt like I was yeah. a woodworker at one point. I was like, it's a little too custom, and yeah. I still want to revisit it at some point. But I realized yeah. that if I revisit, I got to get the money to do it right and do some semi-production version of it. Yeah, you have to. You you got to get some stuff, you know, flowing where at least you're not doing every single step by hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you just you know, unless you have low overhead and you're just one guy in a in a in a garage or something and you could pump a bunch out and exactly what know. i am but still that's literally yeah it. so so yeah well, no, i have a full-time you know, employee as of two weeks ago yeah i have a full-time employee as of two weeks ago okay I mean, our, our overhead is our overhead is crazy man for us but, you know and it's but like, tia made this for uh this was made for uh gavin rosdale from bush mm -hmm. oh, okay he's got a new show coming out called i am feeder huh yeah so we're, it, trying to, we're, we're trying to get that some looks stuff like damascus now. That was, uh, right? that was that was Vegas Forge actually. That's oh, Vegas nice. Forge, Damascus. Our boy Jesse. Jesse's doing some great stuff over there. Mm. Our boy Jesse at Vegas Forge. Shout out! No Shout out to Vegas. Hey. <laughs> hey. I had no idea. And then at Blade Show last year, Joe shows me this uh, this one-off Wii that's got Vegas Damascus in it. I'm like, what? What is oh, this? That looks great. What's right. the What's the handle on that? Uh, that's uh. It's a, a resin, so it's wood and resin. Oh, together, okay. Poured pour together, so it's just one piece, but it looks like... hybrid wood. Yeah. Exactly. I remember huh. you cutting that stuff on the saw while I was there. That's, that's really? really? Yeah. Memories, dude. So, Dead okay, markers, so so these these custom ones, uh, these custom, these are all done in the California shop right beside yep. um, the Beg Customs, which is exactly. awesome. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. it's all under one roof. I, we're... we're uh, it's going to be sister companies. I looked up the, the exact uh, definition the other day because I could. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, because that's really cool. I've seen that inlay in. Um, we just got an ASIO with that inlay on the bolster. That's exactly. Really cool. There you go. Yeah, you're starting to see it. Okay. You're to see the cross pollination. That is nuts. That what do you call what do you call that that bolster uh, material or style? Uh, yeah, what is that? that is well, that is it's stainless steel, but it's um it's a Japanese hemp leaf pattern. Okay. Actually, is what that is. Because it's got little um, copper yeah. inlets in it, which are which are gorgeous. Some of them are yes. we, did, we didn't do it. We didn't do it on the. Uh... We weren't sure people were ready for that. We didn't want to get too crazy on you. We got we yeah, got okay. safe. We got right. we got pull little stuff back. You know, we can't just pull back a little bit. I, I got yeah. you. I got can't you. give it all to you. You know, you don't want to blow our load. Huh? Too quick. Too quick. We do want to blow. Yeah, that was, that was incorrect. We do want to blow our load. Yeah, we do. But We're not too not... quick. Slow trickle. <laughs> Slow trickle. There That's cool. The, the kitchen knives look they, they have a lot of motion to them like from the point of the blade to the swoop uh yeah there's a lot that goes on because the, the blades all get different and the, depending on what there there's so many different styles yeah the kitchen knife that like for example the japanese i might be wrong matthias maybe you know i think they have like 280 something specific styles. 283 too close 283 it's been a while very, since very, I've done close, that. very close nick but not not quite 283 <laughs> styles 
Um, that's, a, that's a lot. They, that's yeah, a but there's lot. only one actual knife that they, they consider general, which is what I designed mine off of. The Kiritsuki is the only actual like general design. So I did like an American Kiritsuki. Yeah, I like actually, making them. They're fun. They just there's not as much money in it and time. So I make them as gifts when I need to give someone a gift. I'll make a kitchen knife usually or a steak knife. Yeah, yeah, that's the trick is to make money at it, right? That's that's yeah. the tough part. I mean, it really comes down to marketing. I mean, really, man. As me and Mark has learned, have learned, it's uh, it's all about marketing, man. I mean, that's kind oh. of where we spent a lot of our oh, energy. It's like, yeah, it's just like it's 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 where it's at. Oh, you gotta. It's you know, there's so much. You're getting so. So I'm inundated with so much information these days. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep up and figure out how to stay in the, you know, in the limelight, before, you know, in the forefront with uh, everything. And you know, it's just that's that's where we're spending a lot of our energy. You know, kind of get stretched thin from from thing to thing. But uh, you know, as we've learned that, you know, it's it's all about promotion and branding, and that's kind of where we kind of shined you know i feel you guys certainly right. excel at a lot of that i mean we 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 definitely um we were talking about this earlier before we got on with you guys um the pictures of the of the bag knives showing up with celebrities you guys seem to know all the cool people um, <laughs> yeah like we know you we know place. you guys yeah oh get we're, out of here we're P, P cool i don't know that i would call the celebrities yeah. the cool people well but, the well-known people well, about that. there you go there you go. The cool people are the people who pay. Those are the cool exactly. people. Like you mentioned before, like we're both in the most expensive states. So like I feel overhead here too. Like if if you're not sinking, I mean, well, if you're not swimming, you're sinking essentially because how the bills start to catch up with you. Like when you guys were yeah. in New York and Mark's like, oh, I think there's tacos across the street. We're looking for food. He's like, I don't know if it's good. I'm like, look, Mark, this is an expensive area. If it's not good, it's not lasting a month. It went, right. yeah, we got killer tacos beer. for four bucks in Manhattan. So. Yeah, I dream about those tacos still. You do? Those corn oh. batter fries. Mm. I actually dreamed oh, about man. going to Mama Fu the... twice in the same night. That's that's still uh, pretty <laughs> yeah, that's, impressive. That's, that's you can what, run to there in ten minutes. Yeah, I did the same yeah. thing with my brother with the Mama Fuku. We went out for his birthday in December, and I was like, "Look, we went to one, and went back to the other, and we had the same thing. It's an hour away." I was like, "Okay, let's try this." We went across like we did, ate appetizers that night. Oh, you did it. You did it, huh? Yeah, double double. You guys like how me and Matia in Vegas we snuck off and had a personal dinner over at Momofuku. Yeah, that was custom. Because <laughs> we, uh, you know, we friends with Sean King, the executive chef there, and so we're we're friends. Yeah, flex uh, a little bit. <laughs> well, we're friends with Matt Rudifaker, who's the CEO <laughs> in in New York, and uh, well, he wasn't the CEO when we met him, and so he, uh, we went out, we kind of got vetted a little bit through, uh, uh, what was her name again, Matia? It's uh, Rika. Rika, Rika, there. She's our buddy over at Momofuku. And so we, um, we with her brought him a knife, and so we, we had a pretty nice lunch that he made for us. And Kobe beef. Yeah, we were kind of like. I looked at my tea. I said, "Is this what our future looks like?" He goes, "I think so." I said, "I like making kitchen knives." <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Totally. That's legit. Yeah, there's definitely some perks. There's definitely some perks with the kitchen knife crowd. You know. I've only got her free food once for a free knife. I've given away like, like five or six kitchen knives. It's always just one person's like, oh, let me go cook you a dinner. I'm like, cool. I finally Give made it the there. After like four, yeah, after like four, like finally <laughs> someone's giving me free food. <laughs> I, I set it up pre-hand like I was talking to this 
look yeah, over Mark, Mark makes sure makes sure there's no. Oh, I lock it down. I, yeah. I remember when we were there, and then there was the other guy that was because the main person was like in Bali or something looking for other food. Mark's like, okay, I got, <laughs> yeah. I got you. Here's my card. Let's let's let, let's figure this out with a knife and some dinner. <laughs> I always tell looking for ingredients. I always tell him, said, you know, there's going to be a dinner included, right? <laughs> get that straightened up right now. So it's not, it's not you know, really yeah. free the knife. There's, there's going to be a dinner involved. And it's probably going to cost more than the knife. Just saying. Now, let's just be clear. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. just be clear. It's not more as much mind for it as it is I'm telling you what it more is. More likely the bill for the food is going to be more than the knife. Just saying. <laughs> that, that's the I, other part. That's why I was failing with my kitchen knives. I didn't make the statement. Yeah. I got you, like you McDonald's. Need to be up I got McDonald's this. for that kitchen knife. Like, oh, hell. I cheated. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. We need to give you some training, Nick. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'll like teach not... you how to do it, dude. Get give a board, man for Nick. a fish, he eats for the day. Teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Trade a kitchen knife for, for food. For, for food for a lifetime. Yeah. Eat for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I mean, that's. We're working on another television project right now that's going to revolve around food. So, that's coming. Eat, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Eat, sleep, Secret. Friday. Can't tell you When's the when when does it drop? Are, I mean, are these kitchen knives available now? What, what's They're, can we order customs? Are they what's, yeah, what's you, the deal? I mean, you can. The website's literally going live here in the next two three days. Oh, okay. And, I mean, the, the thing is, there's not a bunch available because we ha- we have been selling them already, but just you know, from through word of mouth and selling uh, before we actually before they're done. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to get some done so we can actually people can actually buy them. I got yeah. you. And there's such a vacuum for for. The kitchen knives, man, for custom kitchen knives like this. If you if you look at a lot of kitchen knives, you know, custom kitchen knife stuff made in the U.S. I mean, there's usually nothing available on the website. I mean, it's rare. There's there's a few Especially some guys that are dressed like you guys are dressing. Yeah. I mean, as always, yeah. you guys dress this stuff like nuts, yeah. like no hold back, you know. Yeah, and we're trying to figure out how to make it accessible to people. I mean, because we're not. I don't want to just make thousand dollar kitchen knives. You know, we're trying to get stuff down to three fifty, four fifty range. Yeah, for a custom knife, you know, and no, we're going uh, obviously to. it's coming. not going to have it's not going to have inlays like you know you want the one that has inlays Damascus inlays with you know inter in an interframe and you know that yeah that's going to cost more seven eight nine hundred bucks or something you know got you know, depending on steels and all that but we yeah. feel that we can make a kick ass custom kitchen knife for that in that three fifty four fifty range um, and you know other companies are doing like we're the first you know the first ones but there's uh, definitely a, a large large vacuum for that it's just some the research that i've i've been looking at so you know it's gonna take a lot of work as most things do but uh it's coming soon very soon all right so you'll you'll have some blade show oh yeah definitely yeah yeah oh yeah well, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like yeah the, i mean as long as you know Six we'll make some specifically for for blade show but oh nice you know okay. at, the, at the rate we're making right now it's like it's hard to keep them around long enough to have any to show but you know We'll just pull. We'll pull some aside. Yeah, matter of fact, that the one I showed you, the one with the engraving, belongs to Bill from Coding Knives. We need to finish oh, that. that right? By the way, we got to get that. He bought it yeah. for a friend of his for their wedding, and I, I forgot. We need to get that done. Sorry, Bill. You hear this? Yeah. We're, that knife. He's like, wait a out. second. That's my knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's mine. Wait a second. You can't sell that. Bill, that's going out on Monday or Tuesday, buddy. Oh, I just remember I was like, "Geez, we gotta finish that." It's done, actually. Just we need to engrave something for his friends. It's kind of been cool uh, bringing like all the the knowledge acquired from bag knives, um, 
over into the kitchen knife because there's definitely some stuff that has, you know, obviously, cause the, like the laser work, you know, because I've been working on that laser for, um, for what, I mean, I don't know, 40 years. How long have we had that thing, Mark? Years, yeah, about four years now. So, so you, run the la- you run the laser. I, yeah, I run the laser, you know. It was Mark's idea, but I, I've been running it um, and coming up with all, the, you know, getting all the artwork together and, and, and you know, just kind of figuring out how stuff is done, along with, ben, you know, Ben, our engineer. He, 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 he works in the laser as well, but he's kind of more of the, the technical stuff. I'm like, Ben, I need this. I need this. I need a fixture to set this up so it doesn't move and we could adjust the levels and the, or the heights of everything accordingly. And so he'll, he'll co whip something up on the bridge port, make some fixtures, make something. And like, you know, the fiber laser work you guys are doing is crazy. Like, yeah, the, it's the samurai it's and, and the skulls and roses. Um, yeah, that samurai, that samurai. Are nuts. Cool, man. Thanks. Yeah, that, that samurai, we took, we took it to a whole nother level with that, with the engraved gold. Then, you know, I think there's like 37 little gold dots all over that thing that interplay with the uh the samurai that pattern like you know that pattern you saw um yeah it's it's pretty crazy because the way that's has to get done i mean we, we you know had to learn the process because we were we were engraving that pattern first mm. and um with the holes and the lines and everything and then hammering trying to hammer gold into that and it was starting to spill over into the lines and we just wanted it in the hole so came up with an idea of just to do the um it all in batches the lasering in batches so we'd laser all the holes first all you do is the laser the holes hammer in all the gold on the holes sand it get it all flush again and then you got to put it back on the laser and everything has to be calibrated perfectly because if you change any any of the heights or any of the any of the stuff on the laser it throws you know, it throws a slightly different, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's, you know, you just can't change the height. Yeah. It, no, the, the height and focusing of those fiber yeah. lasers is, yeah. is it's so, more like programming something in three dimensions than it is two dimensions. Exactly. And so you're coming back with this piece that has already now gold in it. Spent hours, you know, a full day putting all those gold dots in there. And then now you have to get back on the laser and make sure it all lines up again perfectly. I mean, it's so precision. You, you've seen them. Jeremiah, you know how small that all is in there. Oh yeah. To get that line back up again, so it it, uh, it fits perfectly with those thirty-seven dots. All have to be perfectly centered on the remainder of the of the engraving. You know, with the samurai and everything. I mean, it's is thirty-seven a specific number for some reason, or just happens to be thirty-seven? Uh, no, I just brought. The, I, it's probably not even thirty-seven. <laughs> I think I just right. it's thirty-three. You, you it's said it's thirty-three. Please don't quote us on that. Thirty-three dots. Wait a minute, so that's not even. Huh? I, you know, this brings me to this. I repeat, I repeat, we are not mid tech knives. <laughs> right? No, absolutely. I've not. heard that so much when I hear people going, "Oh, the mid tech, mid tech." We're not mid tech knives. No, these knives are about as close to custom makers you can get. You know, we do everything in house. It's like oh, yeah. so. No, they're they're as custom as a custom maker. We're just not one person. Yeah. So if your definition of yeah, a custom, that's like the only custom knife, yeah, if yeah, your definition of a custom knife is has to be made by one person. Okay, well that's not us. Yeah. But that's like literally know, the only difference. Yeah. Yeah, you could. You know, these are all you know, highly, highly hand finished. And if you want to try and call us a manufacturer, then I will say we're the highest quality manufacturer in the world. <laughs> if I mean, you want I, to give I us was, yeah. give us manufacturer tag, you know, which award is just it's waiting. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't <laughs> advertise them, so we'll probably never win an award. I, 
I've been trying I mean, to win. Nuts, something like the inlays. Just give me anything. You can't win nothing. anything if you're, you don't have a, if there's, your name is not on the table. Just letting you know that now. No, with we. Wow. I've been trying to win for like last three years. For something. Newest. And, you, and you've been losing yeah, miserably. I... Yeah, I've been listening to the same company <laughs> over and over. This is helping Jeremiah out that is. amazingly. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I talk to, Good I thing talk we're to not people live. about that, you know, and, and and about the mid-tech thing. And I'm like, no, like, look at this knife and 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 tell me that this isn't, you know, a huge amount of, of handwork on this because it's it is. I mean, we don't and I'm not it's not necessarily a shameless plug. We don't really carry manual knives, but. You know, we carry the we carry those, and it's definitely for a reason because it's they're nuts. I mean, the the California customs are, you know, without a doubt, we're we're a bunch of laser geeks over here. But I mean, man, those things are dressed so much nicer than than a lot of of customs I've seen, and, and just the the randomness, like oh, let's just whatever, like here here's an Astio in like fourteen different of the most amazing finishes you could possibly imagine. Like I I think that when I was um, doing the Instagram. For the Norseman, the Bugatti yeah. Norseman, like I practically crap myself. I'm like, there's no way this is laser work. Like I looked yeah. at that and I was like, this is hand engraved. And Josh and I just poured over with a microscope and we're just like, I can't believe it. Like yeah, I thought what we were doing was cool with the laser and and it's it is, but we need to step it up. Like this is this is amazing. That Norseman is is still one of my one of my favorites and and, and I think I don't know if it was That's underrated. I just too. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I cool love thing. the way the Celtic banding on the bottom, the, the way it yeah. lifts, and the way he has it in his helmet. It like really, yeah. you know, it was interesting because I, I had gotten a quote from a hand engraver, which was uh, trying to remember his name, uh, Rick Simmons. Rick oh, Simmons. Yeah. Right. Rick Simmons gave me a quote on the skulls and roads. I said, "How much would it cost if I had you do that?" He said, "No." He said, ten thousand bucks." He goes, "That's a hundred dollars." I said, ten wow. grand." I was like, "Wow!" So. This knife would be like twelve thousand five hundred bucks, and yeah. I was like, you know, so honestly, what we're charging for it is pretty fair, considering what the hand engraving would cost. You know, we cre we created a loophole so people can get engraved knives that look like hand engraving that don't. It doesn't look exactly like hand engraving, but you know, for the price, mm -hmm. you know, you can weigh it out. I so tell people all the time, I'm happy to do a hand engraved one with you. It's going to be a year. I need to make right. a ten thousand dollar deposit. No, people don't understand. To get say something that's hand engraved is not like forget it, man. Like yeah. just pour money into a bucket and then disappear for like yeah, like a year, and then yeah. add six months onto that for delivery. Yeah, like, like whatever. Yeah, because it's, like, it's not like the top engravers are just waiting around for you to call them up. They they got a backlog. <laughs> right. Like oh yeah, like... I just got open open books. Just send yeah, yeah. in. No problem. Yeah. So yeah, it's a way to it's a way to offer that to people at a more accessible price. And still get an obviously kick-ass engraving, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I still trip out about, out about it just just watching what you know what gets what comes off that machine. I was just doing the uh, uh, you're probably familiar with it. There's the um, we we're doing a big order for for a, a dealer right now. We're doing they wanted every single engraving we've ever done. Oh wow! And um, so I'm going over them all again. And like I just did the um, there's a, we have a hunting scene. Which I'm not sure if you've seen. It's like a, oh, this dog hunt, hunting these pheasants. I mean, if you saw that, dude. That mm. really, that really looks like a, a hand engraving. I mean, that'll blow your mind. I mean, that, cause that, I do that one in two different in uh, two different times on the on the laser where I'll do it deep. It's kind of like a it's a hunting scene, 
it's super detailed, almost looks like scrimshaw work in the center. And then it's bordered by all this um, flirt, you know, uh, what do we call it? Uh, like that. God, the, um, filigree? Yeah, filigree. Kind of like that. Yeah, those leaves and curly things, all those swirly swoops and shit like that. So that's So that's like super deep on each end. And then once that's done, then we do a, a lighter laser etching in the center. So it looks, you know, has the, the contrast between the deep engraved ends and then the stuff that looks like kind of scrimshaw-ish, super detailed, fine. That's because a, if the, the, deeper, the deeper you go with the laser, you know, it gets a little more eaten away. So hmm. if you don't have bold patterns or bold imagery um, for the deep engraving, it kind of can get muddled. So we wanted to keep the... It very detailed on the on the picture because it kind of looks like an old like uh baroque uh art rendering of uh, of a hunting scene you know or english countryside or whatever no, that's that's or, awesome or like something you'd see on like a shotgun or something like, yeah uh, exactly or like an old case knife you'd see this sort of like exactly. father and son thing i haven't exactly. seen it but i'm just imagining what it looks like yeah that's, yeah well, that's it's just a actually, really cool idea yeah so we had to you know use a different whole different setting for the laser on that section of the piece so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. Well, that's that's actually where it came from was when we were, you know, looking to do a collaboration with Blazer. We were like, oh, we'll make a hunting scene. We'll make a, one of our knives look like a hunting scene. We'll put walnut on it and it'll have the kind of hunting rifle look. So when we finally got a, a meeting with them and we, we showed that to them, they're like, oh, that's cool. And that was just like crickets. We're like, okay, oh, okay. we're not really into <laughs> the hunting scene too much. Well, they see it, they have it on all their guns, every single gun. <laughs> yeah. It was when they hmm. saw the star strike is when they lost it. But, you know, it's funny because we showed it to one of their t- head engravers and she saw the hunting scene and she goes, she kind of looked at it and she had a loop. She goes, is this lasered? I was like, yeah, she goes, we can't do that detail. She goes, that's okay. Oh, wow. Really? Because I could just tell the way it was done. I can't do that. Like the, huh. she knew by the hmm. depth, the detail, the way it was done. Not like, oh, we can't engrave that, but the way it's done and the detail, we can't do it. You know, she oh, no, could that, tell. Yeah. That, people extreme. don't understand, like, that laser stuff is not, it's just like CNC. Like, you do not just push a green button. You, like, that's not how, you spend thousands only... of hours, like, destroying crap just in order to get, like, one, like, decent engraving. And then, like, that setting changes for every surface, every material, and, and every different curve of what you're working on. Yeah, yeah, all these little details when you tear field, you know what's up. Like you said, they wherever I had someone bring me some bell songs yesterday, and the guys like, Oh, this is all manually machined. I'm looking at this thing, I'm like, This is a CNC bell song. There's these tiny chamfers going around the profile, which you're not doing by hand. I'm, I'm yeah. like taking the loop, I'm like, I see machining marks in these areas, or it's like, This is not manually machined. This is a CNC following these little contours, just not possible. When it's when it's your thing, you you know exactly. Like Nick was saying, you, you know what to look for, and um, yeah, it's the same thing with the laser thing. Like it's not it's not easy in any way. So when people look at that, they just they assume it's like, oh yeah, you just push a button. It's not it's not that at all. Yeah, no, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to figure out. You know, yeah, so well, I think like, your laser work doesn't look it looks more like engraving and lasering because yeah. I looked at it in depth. Lasers usually put up burrs, and I'm guessing you guys hand sand the the, the top peaks yeah. and certain points in between the lasering. To keep it all flush, so that way it doesn't look. Because like a lot exactly. of lasing I see on um, people who do it for just for random cheaper products, uh, just to make it different, they'll throw lasering on there, but they leave all the burrs on there, so it all kind of looks a little sloppy. Yeah, looks, it's like, kind of looks like crap. Kind of actually blows yeah. blows me away that people would bother doing the laser and then not get that big burr off there. It's like <laughs> maybe it's know. a whole different product. Looking at something, yeah. You do. 
Yeah, and then someone so. who just has a cheat, who has a normal product for everyone, and just they throw the random lasering on there to make it different. I mean, it just looks night and day. Our goal was always to uh, try to get it to look as hand engraved as possible. I mean, that was kind of always. We never thought anything else. Like we were never trying to do like these kind of clunky graphic kind of things. We, I mean, we did some patterns and stuff like that playing around. But I mean, the goal was to always do something that could, you know, convince most people that it's a hand engraving. You know, or beyond. Yeah, because I put laser out the question for me because like, just the bird didn't look good. I saw when I saw you, the reset you guys were doing, I was like, okay, this actually puts it back in the frame of like as a possibility. Yeah, yeah, we're making it possible for the world. Yeah, we are one engraving <laughs> at a time. I mean, sometimes when we look at our engravings and we're like up to number twenty-two, we can't. Oh believe yeah, it. I was like... I was tripping yesterday on that. I mean, those 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 samurais with the gold in, inlaid. We're at number 23. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, we made wow. 23 of these mm. nines. Mm. It's like, wow, that's a lot. It's even hard for us to believe sometimes. Right? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I actually called Diana, you know, Mark's wife. I was like, are you sure this is right? Not 13. Are you sure? Like, you see somebody's name next to every knife that they purchased one of these? Like, you see the, their names, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, we're at 23. She's like, no, I got every person's name here, every email. Copper, uh, wow. who got gold, what knife it went in. Yeah. No. I'm on your site right now because you mentioned 23. Um, so, are your books technically open? Like, can you go on your site and place a custom order, or how does that work? Um, so there's like a price range, and you have to choose your option. Well, yeah, we usually have stuff up there just for purchase, unless it gets sold out, right? But uh, we actually don't have. I mean, you could contact us for a custom order for sure. I mean, we actually wouldn't don't have a section saying anything about if you'd like a custom order, which we probably should actually do now that you mention it. Probably should, because we do we <laughs> do make custom knives for people all the time. You know, I just yeah. did one for Jace Turner, which was a uh, it was a red carbo quartz with a red carbo quartz backspacer. And then we also <laughs> mm. I'm gonna give him a plug, man, was uh I'm trying to remember his name on I think his name is Jason on Instagram. Or no, his Instagram name is different, but we're making a osteo that's all Timascus with mother of pearl inlays. I don't know what Thank we were thinking. I don't know what don't we know. were thinking. Any, it's not Zirkatai? Come on, man. Does any plug you guys make were taken out of your pay? Just, just saying. <laughs> okay. Well, I, didn't yeah. know was, I didn't know there was pay involved. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, already, it's already off the table. Well, it's it's check. Check. For that. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark didn't tell me about that. You already yeah. spent it all. <laughs> that plug, man, it's pricey. All the yeah, views we get. I mean, oh, I think I that I think that's the thing that some people don't really realize is they don't really realize, you know, what goes into making these knives. And I think that's the kind of the part the part that's kind of hard for us sometimes is is you know you get a lot. What happens in the knife industry a lot is it's like a high school popularity contest. You see people just buying stuff based on just because the next guy's buying. It's not really based on like the quality of the build and. You know, like one of the things I see a lot, and I know a lot of people are going to be mad when they hear this if this doesn't get cut out, but I see exposed detent tracks and detent ball holes. And I'm like, that's a design flaw to me. Yeah, and I see people thing. paying yep. eight Absolutely. grand for knives like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mark does, like, not, does not like exposed balls. I cannot no, see about <laughs> exposed balls and tracks. Tuck them in. You know, you know, Tuck them in. Exactly. Tuck Thank you. Tuck him in. That needs to be a shirt right there. Those balls in, boy. Tuck them balls in. Those tracks yeah. and balls tucked Next show, away. Dude, late show. Late show. Late show 2019. T-shirts for everybody. T-shirts for everybody. Tuck them balls in. 
that could be a whole new like uh, t-shirt for the blade industry. <laughs> yeah, tuck your balls in, boys. <laughs> I'm on your site. Look at him. Look at a big guy. that looks like it had sex with a duck call. Uh, <laughs> the wildwood. The wildwood. The wildwood. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go to the site now. It oh yeah. Like, there's no there's the Bugatti on the website. We made two of those. It's it sold out. It's the Bugatti Wildwood. It looks like it had sex with a with a fancy duck call. Well, what's <laughs> crazy, dude, is we've had lots of requests to make more of those. And you know, it's weird because like you just never know what people want. We can't even figure it out anymore. And you know, you'll try make... out an action bell songs what they want. Okay. <clears throat> well, I want that. What's that? <laughs> Well, they want to try on action, That's, Chris uh... played his battle songs. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready. Dual action. Um, yeah, but hey, did you guys you guys made that material? I'm assuming you guys like stitched it together. A lot. There's like no, light, that's made. That's actually, no, that's huh? made by a guy named Rob who has a company called Wildwood, and he's out of he's out of Texas. He's the only guy in the world that makes that stuff. Actually, oh. and believe it. It's actually, believe it or not, it's a testament to how well that stuff is made because the fact that we machined it to such a small inlay and it stayed together. You know, it went from a 250 thou thick piece down to its thinnest point, which is like 50 thou. And it didn't chip or break. I mean, we had a couple that did, but like the two knives that we built did not come apart. Mm-hmm. So that that material he's making is it's really phenomenal. man. It's something else. It's it's uh, but yeah, we were so we just thought, oh, we'll make these, it'd be fun. And now we're kind of we're going to use it more for the kitchen knives. But I was surprised the response we got on those things. Somebody else said it looked like an old pirate ship or something. It looks cool. I thought because of Wildwood, I thought it was supposed to be a duck, like the the the, the carbon fiber looking part. I thought that was like feathers. That's why I'm like, is that a knife that had sex with a duck hole? Because I thought it was supposed <laughs> to be like a duck or something. Because I thought it was part of that hunting series, like the hunting engraving you were doing. Let me what tell about, you, we've made we've made some ugly dog things. What about them? We made them for a while. Did you? Oh, oh. shit! I had one of those. I totally forgot yeah. about that. We made them for a while, and then we did huh. a we did a steel craft version and tried to get people's feedback, and it didn't seem like anybody wanted us to make them, so we decided not to. Well, but I we made know. them we made them in our shop, and they were selling for like five hundred bucks, and we sold them like crazy. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's pretty neat. Huh. So you know, it's hard to. I think they were cheaper than that. Oh, here's the guy I want to mention. It's Knives by the Gram. Oh, and, right. Oh, oh, yeah. And it's, uh, he, he's the guy we're making the, uh, he's the guy we're making the, uh, the osteo with the mother of pearl. And That's crazy. <laughs> he has been so patient. I want to, in his defense, he's waited like literally like six months. And I told him, I saw him at the Vegas show, the Las Vegas custom knife show, Deep Black show. And he was like, you know, he really hasn't given me a hard time. I said, I want you to know why I haven't made your knife yet. He said, you want to know why? Jason Levine is his name. I said, I am horrified to machine Mother of Pearl. It's not, <laughs> said, it's not fun. I said, I'm just horrified to do it. And, no, wait, uh, he's a cool dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. He really likes all his full dress stuff. Everything he has is full time askest out. He's also patient with me because he's like, I want you to do a full dress knife. And I'm just like, I barely ever do him. But if you're patient, I'll, I'll get to it at some point. He's a very nice mm-hmm. guy, and I really appreciate it. Big, big, tall Asian dude, right? Yeah, big, tall. Yeah, he's like part Japanese or something. 
But he, I remember, uh, I think, meeting him at USN last he, he year. Wears he wears the Omega like, all the time. He has, like, really nice watches. Yeah, he had, like, two Michael Raymonds. Yeah, I think. That's a different Asian dude, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a big, okay, he's yeah. a big collector. Well, I do yeah, remember he had the he two. He is a yeah, super nice yeah. guy, too. I really like him. He's, I mean, he's been so patient. I just told him, I said, finally, I let him pick out the Mother of Pearl. Because when I took the order, I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I've never done Mother of Pearl. I had no idea how much this stuff cost. It was like 240 bucks for yeah. just to do the front inlays. An A-plus oh, piece that size. They get pricey. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a plus. So we're we had a, we've had two meetings about it. So if we could do well, figure out how we're going to do it, we may make more mother pro knives. It might be the beginning of it. Thank you, Jason Levine. Just, you have to machine it not with coolant, just like machine it wet and keep it moist. I learned that mistake when I did. I did it dry because I felt like it should be dry, but it it wants to chip out when it's dry. Nothing likes That's it when it's said. dry, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I could have told you that too. G10 cuts better, dry. Did you just say G tongue? G10. G tongue likes it dry. Where is your mind going, Nick? I said G10. Rapper name. G tongue. G tongue. G tongue. Cut those balls in, boys. That's going to be the new motto of Blade Show 2019. Tuck those balls, balls in. in. We're making shirts, dude. That's it. You walk up to random acres if the, if the, these are tractors, tuck them balls in, sir, and just walk off. Oh, man. Mark, I'm, Mark I'm going to make, I'm gonna make our, uh, our new merch item. I got our new, new merch item. Why don't you check out our cool merch? Yeah, you guys I, I saw it. I was on the side just now. I've seen it. You get yourself a coffee mug. You get yourself a girl <laughs> mini skirt. Get your girl mini skirt. Hoodies. Some spandex. Some spandex leggings. <laughs> oh, they got hoop skirts. They got full on um, swimsuits, man. Don't make we almost like, brought him to TKI yeah, like that. We're, we're going to do pillowcases. We're doing pillowcases. Pillow. If you give me, if you put a pillowcase in the shop with Mark's face on it, smiling with a big smile, I'll probably use it. <laughs> so if you make a limited edition, I'd buy make, it, I'll use it. Yes, we should make pillowcases with your face on it. Dude. If you give him a tea, so, I'll make his and hers. So like people, left people, left we'll right. have them both do dual pillowcases. So like, when you make your bed, you like me and Mark are looking at each other on the pillows, and then you just <laughs> let. You guys do like the Van Gogh. <laughs> you guys get with the Van Gogh with the fingers touching the corner of the pillows. <laughs> Yes. That'll be awesome, dude. We should do that, yeah. Matias. Just smiling, just smiling, <laughs> looking into each other's eyes. Oh, you can get the pillowcase set, guys. You come in your room, you're like, there we are. Fingers <laughs> touching, <laughs> eyes locking. <laughs> you're going to mind boggle people even more if you want to start forgetting guys have wives. Oh, yeah, God. Boy. Oh. Matias, my heterosexual life partner. Boom. Um, hetero, hetero life mate. <laughs> hetero life mate. Did I get that from you, Elijah? There's yeah. So much there's so much stuff never seen you'd never seen jay and silent bob (laughs) oh is that what it is like yeah you gotta watch that yeah that's uh yeah actually i want that sweatshirt with the skulls okay i was actually i just realized that there was the (laughs) yeah it's going roses print like that's that's pretty tight you get the knife you can get the shirt and you can whoa and you can get the skirt okay if i buy a knife can i just keep the merch and jared you want to take over that knife are you asked me to purchase it for you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm just like the merch. That's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. good times. That was a good laugh. That was that was good. Uh, you guys Long are killing it. At this point, do you guys have any no. closing statements? 
Yeah. Anything to look forward to? Anything you have to say? Anything you like to plug oh. up yourselves? Mark your weight yeah. loss. What's what's <laughs> the next <laughs> program? You guys ready for the weight loss program? And oh, after, yeah. I heard ready. about that before and after video. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's coming up. That's going to happen this year. It's happening now. I lost 30 pounds since um, since December 17th. Nice. nice. There we go. Killing it. Killing it. Shedding Killing. away. Half the man he used to be. What's the What's the next show you guys are doing? What's What are you guys? What's your show Late circuit show. this year? Late, Late show. 2019. Yep. Late show. Okay. Yeah. What month and a half? Right. It's like right around the corner, isn't it? I it's think it's six like months six out. Six yeah. months. Six months out. Six yeah. months out today. According to Nick. Yeah. What is the NCC? Oh, Blake's Blake's show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, no, you got to have a calendar, dude. There's Blake's show Atlanta, dude. Next month. You guys actually, I see you at every show. You you guys kill you you guys are at every show this year right pretty pretty much no we well there's a nope. show here I just found out about the California Knife Show which there's we don't... one in California now some new show that I found out about that That's weird. Uh, apparently we weren't invited no, but we're in California one puts on. no no it's a different one some other yeah. smaller group it was a smaller show I don't know. Huh. know are you gonna have the merch at the, in, at the show I actually want one of these sweatshirts the, the skull and roses. We're gonna, you know, now that we now we know you want one, we're gonna make you one, dude. Because my size change is too much. I don't want to buy it now and then for the, later on. Yeah, just don't don't Commit, do it, dude. We're gonna get you a smaller one to force you to lose more weight. Well, that's what there I'm gonna get I'm you back a lose weight too. We got we got a challenge. See who loses more weight you, by plate show. We're gonna get you a meat. Oh, really? Is that a challenge? Uh oh. Uh oh. Sounds good. How much do you weigh right lose now? Lose more weight by plate. How much uh, you right now, I'm back up to 245. I was at fucking two at one point. I went 320 to two to 245. I, get, I gotta get back to two. I'm trying to go all the way down to 220, and I'm just under 300 right now, like two, 298. I've got 80 pounds to go. You do it. Oh, I've, I've did 120 in, like a, a, in a year. <laughs> what do you guys think? Can I do it? Oh, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Of course. You can do it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there it don't, is. don't tell him no, dude. Don't tell him no. <laughs> oh. oh, no, Nick's getting his picture. I don't want to yeah. know what you're going to do with that, Nick. That's not going anywhere. I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm going to see it on the story in about five I, I, minutes. I, I, have a no, I have a file. This is Mark. You can see you dancing. I got to make a, I got to make a video as time goes on. Just took a picture. Was that of Jeremiah? Was that both of you guys? It's both of us. Does it tell you guys I took a picture? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know when you take the video. Sushi took a snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize oh. for my friend. Oh, I can like oh. the picture too. Oh, there we go. <laughs> like in your own pictures? Fully, what are the, fully interact. <laughs> what are well, the pictures? You can't do that. Like Where do the pictures, pictures go, though? Where do they go? Uh, you probably have a file somewhere. Dang it! Yeah, yeah you guys, I'm, I'm I'm here looking at the story, and I see pictures of me on the story of you guys. <laughs> hey, oh, took my... one of me stretching. I was like, God damn it! Oh God. Um. So Blade shows next. Epic merch. Guys are killing it with the kitchen knives. Uh. For Thank anybody you. who's completely living under a rock, um, <laughs> where can we find you guys um, on Instagram? And, and what's the best way to contact you guys? The best way to contact us is email us. 
uh, which is through our customer service or market bag knives, Matia bag knives, or you can um, you can um, DM us on Instagram. You can send us messages on Facebook. You can also you can also buy a knife, and that will have all your contact information. <laughs> yeah, there's that. That's the best way to do that. <laughs> that's, that's the best that's way. It's the most it's the most thorough way. Really, we'll have actually best. If um, you do that. Data. I will let you buy me dinner at Blade Show, and I'll have an evening with you. Nice. <laughs> Shirtless. Everyone's, everyone's dream comes true. Shirtless. I will, I, will, I will personally call you if you buy a knife. I actually do that, actually. Most of the time, I do call most of the customers. I know most of my customers by name. Hmm. That's pretty good. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for putting this on, Jeremiah. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks Jeremiah. Thanks for having us, dude. I, uh, Absolutely. I um this was I guess this was I was supposed to say this is a warm up for Levon. <laughs> oh okay. Levon calls me up, he texts me and he's like, Oh really? He goes, My feelings are because <laughs> I've been asked you to come on to my show for a long I go, dude, I told you to come on with No, you didn't. You said you weren't ready. I was like, I did not say that. He's gonna have our sloppy seconds. Well, how about that? Yeah, there we go. Let's call him same, right now. Same questions. Where's Levon? Where's Levon? Where's Levon? I know. It was kind of funny though. He was all like, "I'm just kidding." I go, "No, you're not. You're really hurt, aren't you?" <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Because he posted it. He's like, "That's the first one he actually posted from ours." Yeah, it is. That was pretty impressive. I was like, "Wow, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, he posted. Yeah, he posted. He's jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that was man. that was the only catharsis. There's there's yeah, no the competition. We're all we're all in this all all in this for uh no, the same loves, awesome, you know. He loves you guys. He goes, We're all family. He goes, I'm not tripping. I go, Well, okay. Jealous, <laughs> you jealous you jealous life mate. <laughs> <laughs> the third third one? My my other my other uh my other heterosexual life mate. Right, right. I don't want to make his, his buddy jealous. Very Jay. cool. Jake, Jay, Jay, I'll make you jealous. All right, well, is this where we start going, Nick out. This is the part Elijah where we out. Say, it's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye to go. yesterday. <laughs> I thought we gave to the forever, but forever's gone away. It's so hard to say goodbye to my homies. Are you, are you a sitter or a stander? <laughs> yeah, I like to sit. I'm a sit pisser. I'm like a girl. <laughs> you know this? I was actually at, we went out one night. We were at a friend at a friend's hotel, and I sat down to go to the bathroom. She goes, "That must be a fat guy thing," because my husband does that. She goes, "You guys must like to relax when you piss." I said, "You got it. That's, That's it. it. It's, it's an, opp- an opportunity to sit down." Hey guys, I want to thank you for inviting me to the Bladeology podcast. It's been a great time hanging out with you guys. I'm so glad you guys came on.
it was a pleasure. It's it's been a it's been a blast having you guys on. Ariad is always sharing stories and talking trash about knives. Yeah, thank you, Jeremiah. Um, it's it's been great. Now people yeah. know what we do. We go to <laughs> we're at blade shows <laughs> or at uh, knife show. This is basically what we do. Pretty much peek it. inside. It's a peek inside. Yeah. Get a little peek inside. Except it usually involves food. It always involves food. <laughs> well, it involves food at three in the morning in, a, in Elijah's There's bathroom. There's literally a, a plate of <laughs> three a.m. bathroom Italian. Bathroom Italian. We, we, we didn't tell that story. No, we'll save the that fun, for another time. The funniest part is when he's on. Uh, he was on Jeremiah's door, and he's like, "Dude, dude, dude, the food's here!" Like three in the morning, and I woke up. I was like, "What's going on?" He's like, "The food came." He's like, he goes, Jeremiah's not getting up. I was like, I'm in, dude. Where are we at? He's just, it's <laughs> the bathroom. It. I, 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 I know two and more, they send me screenshots of this. I'm like, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> I go in the bathroom, and it's got the whole layout of the bathroom. I was like, yes. I'm all about this. this I go, this is, is the fat guy's dream. Get a knock on your door at three in the morning, go into the bathroom, food everywhere. Italian smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I slept right through that. I didn't even know that was, <laughs> was going only, down. It was the only room that I could have the light. I thought for up. sure that wasn't happening. I was like, oh my God, it's 3 a.m. Oh, I was determined. Food. Everybody was closed. I was on a mission. New York, pretty easy to get food at like 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah. It Except Jersey. it wasn't New York. It was Jersey City. That's <laughs> New York. Elijah's like, He's like, I got the ZD, and I got the parm bread, and I, I was like, whoa, dude. Are you serious right now? He goes, yeah, dude. I'm serious. It happened. Of course, Mark got up and ate. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> He's like, I'll wake out of a deep sleep to eat some food with you, buddy. I, I, I think, I think I he sent me the video. You were, you were like in your underwear and just still like, just figuring this out. <laughs> the food, what do I eat? Okay, go to bed. It was a picture. <laughs> I hope this recorded. Absolutely. <laughs> Fingers Look crossed. I'm pretty sure I hit record. The top left that says Jerry's recording. It's still recording, yeah. What are we talking to? What is that? Dude, I ordered a Loveless t-shirt this week, and they sent me this in the with a Loveless t-shirt. That's they weird. sent me like a, a pin-up with a, like a Loveless... Yeah, I think it's always, a big, when you go to the Loveless booth, there's always the two chicks standing there. What? I, what, it was what is that? Best... It's a. I bought like a you twenty dollar. You flashed it too fast. Loveless. I bought a T-shirt from the Loveless shop, and they sent me a pinup in, in with the oh, T-shirt. Nice. I was oh, like, nice. "What am I supposed to do with this?" I mean, I guess we we're in a knife shop. We don't we'll do that. How come we don't? That's do a good. That. Idea. You gotta frame yeah. it. You gotta get Matia. I mean, not Matia. But you gotta get Mark like sprawled out on the side. <laughs> yeah. Wait, when, people, when people get a knife, we're gonna send them a <laughs> pinup of me. Like, with, yeah. with the knife oh, or rental go. style, like on a couch oh, with yeah, the knife. On a couch. Like, totally. They're gonna be like, I just puked in my mouth. Can I send this back? <laughs> Can I send this back? Like, not if the knife's covered in puke, my friend. You gotta clean that off. Sorry. Oh man. All right. 